last week in the footfalls of giants you guys are standing before a large building with two double doors that have the worn symbol of denier on them uh push one roll me athletics Galvin's just gonna like lean over him and push the door above him. I feel very emasculated. You start to push the door open, and uh, <laughs> Zelias, are you still pushing the door? No, I think he looks up and sees fucking Galvin's giant arms and just kind of rides the door in and just lets himself fall on his face. You see a brief flash of light, almost as if a dagger was catching the light as it whizzed through the air. Uh-huh. Then it hits you, Zelias, and you look down, and you definitely feel the pain, and you see the blood. You are bleeding. Yeah. But there is no dagger. You see from behind the servers a series of eye stalks writhing in the darkness. Aw, stalks. Oh. It looks like it's showing what the Temple of Denier was once a part of, and it was once part of a larger floating city. You see giant kin, you see dwarves, you see elves, you see all races, and they all appear to be working together. It looks like they're all researchers, and one of the things that you'll notice is pretty much everyone there has a lapel pin. This crest is like the proto-version of what is known as the sigil of the Ether Council. Yeah, that's going to be a constitution save. Oh, Finch. I'm not good at those. You are paralyzed for one minute. Okay. Good luck, everybody else. You are literally yanked Oop. 30 feet to the east. Woo! I'm going over here! Oh, fuck your library. I cast Fireball. Would you like to do anything else? Um. Tell it, fuck its books! Uh, f- fuck your books! As you get up to the third floor, you realize that you are entering the floor with the dome. You get to this level, and the first thing that you will likely notice is in the center of this floor is a massive shielded dome. I climb the force field. (gasps) Me too. All right. Welcome back, everybody, to the show. We are the Slayrites. As always, I am your humble DM, Anthony. And uh, joining me are the rest of the Slayrites, uh, Holland, Teresa, Hillary, and Scott. And I believe you guys had a short rest before you came up to this floor, if I remember correctly. Yes. Uh, I think okay. we might have. We did. We did. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, you did. Everybody grew back their hit points. Oh, good. Because uh, I kept getting hurted. You did. Yeah. <laughs> you got shot a lot. But Finch did not grow back any spell slots. I mean, you got stabbed a whole lot. I got knifed several times. You were just shanked all up and down this temple. Duh, to be fair, I'd probably deserved all of it. Yeah. So, just as a reminder, so this third floor is a large, it's completely open. The only walls are the walls of the structure. In the center is a large shielded dome underneath the golden dome of the building. You can see the top of it, but it is very large. I would say it's about 30 feet up at its peak. Flanked at the northeast, southeast, Northwest and southwest points of this dome are the four statues, which also flanked by what appear to be generators. So these statues look like they're on some sort of localized network, and the generators are in fact running. Aside from that, this whole floor is is open. There's nothing separating any hidden rooms or anything like that. This is just a large open area. 
You are free to move about the cabin. Okay, for quick clarification, so we're we're on the top floor of the building. Um, you said that we're in a dome, and we've also got a dome in front of us. Yes, so the top of Denier's temple is a dome structure, and underneath, in that is this dome. Right, okay, so the dome in the room with us. Yes. That's the one that's up 30 feet? Yes. Okay, that's what I needed to know. Perfect. Yes, sorry. No, that's fine. Yeah. yeah, I believe a domeception joke was made last time. Yeah, something like that. How many spells did I I used a few spells last time, right? <laughs> yes. Yeah, yep. Okay, you cool. Used mm-hmm. At least one fireball. I've got two different notes here of uh, spells that I've used, and I couldn't remember which one was last week's. I think it's this one. I want to say you used Featherfall, you cast Scorching Ray twice, and you cast Fireball once. Right, okay, so I'm out of my third level slots, which is great. You did that to yourself. Unless I don't get any back during short rest, right? Nope. You do not. No. Okay. I just wanted to make sure. I think that's just warlocks. Warlocks get them all back because they've got two total. Got two yeah. Total. Wizards get a certain number back too with spell recovery. Ah. Mm-hmm. I mean, if I really need to, I can toss out all my sorcery points and just be like, ah, guess what? Magical third spell slot. Bitch. <laughs> nice. <laughs> the awkward silence. Okay. All right. So what would you guys like to do? I want a map. Uh, if you go to roll 20, there it is. Get in the roll 20. I want to have a map. Yeah, yeah, we're waiting. Hey, there's a fucking eggplant on me. Yeah. <laughs> Apparently I have a big purple boner. <laughs> oh, no. Sounds like something I should go to a doctor about. If that lasts for more than four hours, you should oh, consult no. a doctor. Oh, doc, I need to get this removed. It's not good. <laughs> that, that I took care of it. I removed it. No, it's I need the- it back. <laughs> it's on the floor now. Oh god, ew. Oh, ah. Just flopping around. It's getting worse. Ugh. It shouldn't be flopping after removal, dude. Oh, it's god. going. It's going down the stairs. <laughs> and it's gone. Man, the boner. <laughs> oh no. It's, it's a shame that our audience can't see our fucking map shenanigans. It was like, you know what? I've seen what you do. You keep getting stabbed and thrown off of ledges, and I'm out. I'm not. I'm not going to be a part of that. The boner's like, nah, bro. You're you're too much danger. Your entire dick was yeah. just like, I'm out. Goodbye. That's fine. I don't need it anymore. Okay. It was just for decoration, I guess. I, I guess. I mean, you have all those dildos. That's true, but those aren't for use. Those are for display. Oh, okay. Just like the dick that fell off your body and flopped down the stairs. Question <laughs> yeah, mark. Hey guys, let's roll investigation was, or something. It, it was like those old Looney Tunes yeah. cartoons, like where the brain hops out of the head, puts a hat on, and walks out. And yeah. Like with the dick, that's basically what the dick oh, did. Oh, that's gross. Okay, I'm rolling a dice, Ant. Never mind, right, I'm rolling you, 11. You, I don't think I care. What are you rolling? I was going to roll to investigate. What am I investigating? I don't know. I just wanted to get away from the dicks. Okay, let's move on from the dicks. So, Ant, we've got these, these yes. four statues. What are yes. the, um, the hexagons on either side of the statues? Are those pillars? Those are the generators. Those are generators. Okay, and they're yes. running? They are currently running. Did we determine that those generators are connected in any way to the ones on the bottom floor, or are these separate? Um, roll me technology. Yeah, okay. Technology or, um, what is that, uh, mechanics? Well, that's a very basic 10 technology. I guess I can assist. I'll roll mechanics. Oh my god. Okay. That's a 23 mechanics. Oh, goddamn. Zelias cares very much about these generators. Okay. So I'm going to say we're, we're Finch and Zelias. Where you guys are. Um, we're being friends together. Finch, you can't really ascertain for sure if 
these generators are being powered on in the basement. Mm-hmm. Zelias, you take a look at one of the generators and you notice the a crack mm-hmm. in the tile floor and you kind of shift some of the tile away and you see conduits going from the generator to the statue. Okay. And you can at least infer that these generators and each statue are a closed circuit. Okay, so that means... So each statue and the two generators next to it, they're localized. There's nothing feeding power to it. It's just that. This is the juice for that thing up here. Okay. Correct. And also, you notice large conduits going from the back of the statue into the dome itself. Okay, the green little duties. Yes. Okay. So these generators are powering the statues, which are powering the dome? Um, with your 10 tech, uh, it's as good of an option as any. Okay. I also want to roll technology. Okay. So, like, damn, you wanted the statue to determine what its purpose is, that whole nonsense, what the wires are doing. Okay. Oh, shit. What'd you roll? So that's a total of 28. Holy Holy shit. Hell yeah! By the way, the reason I'm not participating has nothing to do with um, me being distracted. It's because I feel like Galva's shell-shocked a little still. Yeah, that's fine. So, Ayo, I think you just kind of fly around the statue a little bit to get a better overall look. It's definitely easier for you, considering the others are, you know, rooted to the ground. So Plebeians. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> get on Ayo's level. I turn into a bird. Oh, oh shit. Oh, no, I, I don't. can't do that. <laughs> level 14, I can grow dragon wings. Yeah, if you make it to level 14. If I survive that long. <laughs> um, so, Ayo, mm-hmm. as you get a bit of a better look and overlay of the situation, you actually, you've seen something a little bit like this before back on your home world at the castle. Mm-hmm. It's pretty common for statues like this to serve more of a function other than decoration, a little bit more utility. It is likely that these four statues are what is powering the generator, and in your experience, just breaking them is not going to bring the dome down. They need to be disabled in a certain way. Okay. Why does Ao want to bring the dome down? We just don't know. Why not? <laughs> because we don't know what's inside it, so I think that's reason enough for Ao. You could just leave. <laughs> we could just leave. We could just break the generators. So the, the dome itself, is it, like, completely opaque? Yeah, you you can't really see through it. Okay. Can I tell what it's made out of? So, if you look on here, these blue crisscrossing lines mm-hmm. are metal conduits. It's like a mesh. And the spaces in between are an energy barrier. Oh, so it's energy, not like a standard item that can be punched through. Right, it's not glass. Mm. Okay. I mean, you could certainly try and punch through it. And they're conduits and not, like, structural support? Although they might serve both functions? They serve both functions. Okay. They're conduits, but they're also meant to retain the dome-like shape. So, yeah, so they're both. I see. So, looking around, like, this, the other statues, is there any sort of, like, console or control panel? Anything that might be able to interact with the dome? Roll me investigation. (laughs) That's a one. Oh no! Oh. You unfortunately do not see any type of a console or anything. They're just four statues with the generators and the conduits. Mm-hmm. Well, you don't want to help look? Yeah. Sure. Let us know what you're looking That's for. That's a better yep. modifier than minus one. <laughs> Negative one's not a very good modifier, Scott. 
<laughs> but it's a funny one. <laughs> it's a very good one. Okay, that's a better roll than my tech roll. I'm rolling what, investigation? Yes. Mm-hmm. I got a 22 investigation. Got a dirty 20 to investigate. Hell yeah! Filthy ass 20. So I'm going to say the two of you work together on this, because it looks like you guys are by the uh, statue with the sword being cleaved by the sun. Yeah. So, Zelias, uh, I think using a combination of your profound experience hunting for treasure <laughs> and Finch, your experience in reading archaeological texts and whatnot, mm-hmm. you guys managed to see that on the statue itself, I think, let me ask you, it's, it's a ways up. Who would boost the other to get up high? I'm not a strong man. I have a plus one strength modifier. I have a plus zero. Plus Zelias likes being high. Yeah, yeah. he wants to feel tall, so if he stands on Finch, he can feel tall. Okay, yeah, he can stand on Finch. So, I also have to ask this. So, Zelias, I mean, you do find something, and I'll get to that in a second. Okay. Would you, in your excitement, just kind of be like, start climbing on Finch to get to it? No, because he's not a rude piece of shit. He's just an asshole uh... in other ways. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I feel that could be argued, but okay. Um, Finch, if you're going to give Zelias a boosty to get to mm-hmm. a little higher up on the statue, I need you to roll me athletics, my friend. Yeah, like he might ask them to give him a boost, but he's not just going to be like, get on the floor so I can climb on you. No, it's all right. Oh, baby. Not sexy style. Don't worry. I wasn't worried. Oh, wow. Aww. Athletics is plus one. 19. Nice. Damn. So I think you sort of brace yourself with your back up against the statue and, you know, clap your hands together to create a, uh, a foothold mm-hmm. and give Zelias a decent enough boost. And you guys find Zelias, you get up there and you mm-hmm. see on the chest of the statue where the sun being cleaved by the sword, that emblem, yeah, it's raised a bit on a dial that can actually be turned. Okay. Hmm. I immediately do that. Like, oh, I found something and I touch it immediately. <laughs> <laughs> Let's see what this does. Okay, hold I mean, on. I could roll a dice to see if that's a bad idea, but Zelias no. wouldn't do that. He would just fucking, like, oh, things, and touch them. You could. Okay, hold on. Uh huh. Uh oh. Put your It's It's fine. Is it? I hope it's another ghost that throws more knives at me, Ant. Nope. Are you sure it's not more knife ghosts, Ant? I mean, do you want more knife ghosts? I've killed them before. I can kill them again. Zelias, you turn the dial. At... Which way are you turning it? Clockwise? Um. Yes. Okay. You turn the dial clockwise. That's and, usually on, right? Uh, yes. You are electrocuted yeah. and okay. blasted back. Woo! Oh. You take four lightning damage. Okay. I'm not going to make you take fall damage because it wasn't that far. That was funny. Finch isn't that tall. That's fine. So yeah, so you grab the dial, you turn it clockwise, you and you just Zoot. launch back. Ow! Oh, Captain, are you all right? Uh, it's a bit zappy, isn't it? It electrocuted you. Let me try that again. Hang on. Um. <laughs> I don't know if it did anything. I need to see if it does a thing. It shocked me. Let's try that again. My arm's numb, but you know, I've got two of them, so it's fine. All right. That's what the second arm is for. No, that's that's not fine. It'll be fine. What are you going to do this time? Uh, let me back up there. I'm not going to make you roll athletics again if you want to just do this. I, I'm not sure. <laughs> I just want to look at it this time. I'm not going to touch. not sure how wise this is. No, it's fine. Finch says as they prepare to boost him up again. It's fine. I get up there again. Okay. Now I'm going to investigate to see <laughs> if there's anything else I should actually be doing with it. Other than touching okay. it and zapping myself. <laughs> okay, roll the investigation. Okay. 
Plus four. So that is an 18 total. Okay. So you've encountered something like this before, and something like this has more than likely zapped you a bunch of times. Oh, I'm smart. So if the other statues are similar to this one, there's a certain order in which you need to disable them. So when you turn this, you did not disable it in the right order. Oh. You got shocked with the electricity coursing through it. All right, lads, it's a puzzle. We gotta, it's a, okay. I know what we're doing now. I don't touch this one first. This comes, okay, so we've got to do all these, right, in a certain order. Or uh, that'll happen to all you. I don't want to do that again. I thought you did, though. <laughs> Make up your mind. No, well, no. It, it, shut up now. Captain says no, be quiet. I'll hop off a finch, like, all right. I don't know what order we should do these in. All right, so we have a sun, a moon, a tree, and a mountain. Uh-huh. The sun we know is not first. Well, the sun is not first, so we've eliminated that. That one hurts. <laughs> the moon, the more prominent emblem on that is the hammer. Just so you know, the hammer is dead center, surrounded by the moon, yeah. Oh, okay. So if you're going to go by the four, it should be hammer, mountain, tree, sun. Hammer, mountain, tree, and sun. Okay. All right. Mm-hmm. All right, well. We know sun is not first, I can tell you that much. Let's all go around and touch them all. Can I look along the walls or something for, like, clues or pictures or... You may! You know, standard dungeon puzzle. (laughs) (laughs) It's like, yes, please do it! (laughs) (laughs) Don't do what I do and touch things and hurt yourself. (laughs) I rolled a zero. Oh, no. Finch also looks around for standard puzzle... Pictures. Okay, okay, let's do it. <laughs> I think what happens is um, Ao like starts to look around for a uh, uh-huh. thing, but in doing so, she inadvertently puts her hand on the tourney dial on top. Oh no! Oh okay. <laughs> I was gonna say either that or the glowing barrier has a weird bug zapper uh, allure oh. to it. Oh no! Oh. <laughs> Our poor bug. Ao just bonks into it like a moth trying to get it through a window, like ding, 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 ding. (laughs) 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 All right. So, um, 19 investigation, dirty 20 investigation. Galva, you snapped out of it. You happen to see your good captain's right hand just smoking a little bit from getting zapped. Finch, unfortunately, you're a little more concerned about the captain just very cavalierly zapping the shit out of himself. That sounds correct. And be like, yeah, no, it's fine. Eh, he probably does this a lot. Yeah, I was going to say, this is not new for Zelias. Zelias, <laughs> you do a, a quick look at on the walls, and there's a lot of dirt and grime and cobweb buildup. Mm-hmm. But you manage to see to the west. Okay. Southwest and the alcove there. You see a mural. In the map out. Over in the corner where Galva is. Okay. There's a little Galvers. Yes. So okay. I'm going to just mark. So on the wall here, do you see the ah, pink Ah, the ring? pink bubble. Yeah. Yeah. So in the shadows over here, you see what looks like a worn mural set into the stone. Okay. And if you go take a look at it, you see... go. Boo. What look like... Yeah. It is an old painting where you see it looks like large giant kid figures that match the statues. Uh-huh. It looks like they are breaking down rocks with large hammers. Okay. So are, are all the uh, giant configures like basically identical or do they have any um, distinguishing features among them? They're all identical. Okay. Okay. But that's just this corner over here? Yes. Can we check the other okay. corner? Okay. Yeah. Let's, yeah. Look, let's look at some other corners. Let's look at all of the walls. 
Okay, so in the southeast, you see what appears to be a standing army of giants all raising their swords to the sun. Mm-hmm. Okay, so that one's the tree. Okay. That's a joke. That's not a good one. Let's go north. Northeast? Yeah, mm-hmm. that one. Northeast, you see what appears to be a group of giants cultivating the land and building settlements. Mm-hmm. And then I guess the last corner. And then northwest, you see the giants, what look to be hard at work in a forge. And behind it, it looks like they're constructing a large bird. A bird? A bird. Kind of bird. It's the silhouette of a bird. It's hard to really figure out what type. It's just a generic sort of hieroglyphic type silhouette of bird with its wings spread. Okay, so but okay. it's definitely bird. identifiable as a bird and not as like a ship. Not a tree or a mountain or a hammer or a beast. Um, in this context, it could be construed as a ship. Huh. Okay, so it's either a bird or a ship. Mm-hmm. Nothing makes me feel stupider than a puzzle. All right. <laughs> I'm glad you zapped yourself, though. You know what? That's the Zelaya's way. <laughs> Puzzles. Fuck it. Zooch. Brute force it. My next suggestion was going to be go around and just touch them all and see what happens. Did <laughs> brute force it? Brute force it. Let's try to solve the puzzle like <laughs> adults. Okay. Like the brain way. So to revisit the crests, the crests themselves are a mountain split in half with an eye in the center. The mountainsides are cradled by two open palms. There is a hammer encircled by a crescent moon. A tree flanked by three-toed beast prints, and a sword cleaving a sun. Now, Galva, mm-hmm. your crest is, um, the parts that make up the mountain are identical. It's missing the hands, and instead of the eye, it just has a hammer. Okay, it is That's a That's why I was confused, because there's no fucking eyeball. Oh, I'm sorry, no, 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 I'm sorry. Here, uh, the eye is replaced with a fist. I'm sorry, a I, fist yes. between the mountains. Yeah. You are punching the mountain. And I'm gonna blow up your dome. Okay. Don't blow Good up luck. the dome. Listen. We haven't solved it yet. I'm gonna kill your dome. Hey, a cardinal. On the map. Yeah, a bird. I love them. Because we don't really know what those ones are. It's the only good thing to come out of Ohio is cardinals. And me. And you. One is they're building a bird, and one is they're making settlements. We don't really have a clear picture of which ones those are. The other two seem to be pretty clear, hammer and sun. Because they're breaking rocks with hammers. But then what order do we push the buttons in. I'm still not clear on how we get to that point. Okay, so my thought is these are all kind of events that may have taken place in the long ago times when the giants were getting ready to fly to the Clockwork Nebula. That makes sense. So I would guess that the the farming and the settling happened last as sort of a uh, hey, we made it. Maybe the bird happened just before that. Like spaceship, we go to new house and build with hammer. Well, I would guess that the ship happened either very first or very last, because that indicates, like, okay, they're going to be traveling. Well, to me, it feels like building a new settlement would be last, because they arrive to a new place, they build (laughs) the shit. Yeah. Is it possible the first one would be pointing at the sun, like, hey, that's where we're going to go? Maybe. 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 Then they break the rocks to forge the ship. To get to the settling? We could try that. Okay, well... This, if we're gonna try that, Galva's going to do it instead of the captain, because <laughs> god damn- But! <laughs> Problem, though, if the Swords to the Sun is first, we've already eliminated that with Zelias' electrocution. Ah, well then don't do that one. Yeah, sun is not well, first. Well then, but 
rather than matching it to the symbols, why not match it with the one that's in that corner, like the hammer? Oh, okay. We can try poking the hammer in the yeah. uh, in the southeast. If nothing else, we can see what happens. <laughs> yeah, maybe this one's not it, and we eliminate that one too. Uh, so before we start zapping ourselves, too late. I want to go back and forth between the. Uh, actually, I could just. Like, fly in the middle so I have a clear view of all four uh, murals. Good idea. Okay. And I want to try and, like, study them a bit and try to interpret them. Like, try to figure out from, like, clues on... Oh, okay. And see what might have happened first, what might have happened second. Like, clues like, like they're making something in one mural and it appears in the background of another fly that will come after. Those sort of clues. Okay, that's fair. Roll me a history, then. History, okay. Guidance. Yay. <laughs> <laughs> so Fitch just climbs up on the dome, gives Ao a high five, and then slides back down. Yes, that's exactly what happens. Fitch casts study guide. <laughs> Would it have been easier for Ao to have flown over to Finch to get that high five? Yes, absolutely. <laughs> All right, so that's a 15 with the guidance. Fitch casts cliff notes. <laughs> <laughs> so, okay. So there's a couple of things that you do notice. So the sun... The way the sun is drawn does not look like a normal sort of caricature of the sun. The radiating beams, upon closer inspection, they're curved like tendrils. Mm. Okay? Ah, so they're fighting the sun. <laughs> so the other thing that you're able to find with a 15, it looks so what you can infer is the bird slash ship that they appear to be constructing. Mm-hmm. In the settlement mural, you see it, what looks to be parts of it broken down, as if it were being repurposed. Ah, so the, the bird happened, and then the settlement. Like, maybe not immediately after, but we know the bird comes before the settlement at some point. Yeah. Right. And the sun, that sounds like a first or last thing, and so we've eliminated the first. I'm inclined to say it's last. And So actually, I'll give you one more thing. Mm-hmm. with the 15. So the one where they're breaking the rocks, mm-hmm. the sun there is, um, you didn't notice it first because it wasn't like front and center. The entire top part of the mural kind of curves down as if the sun was literally on top of them mm. with the radiating tendrils coming down on them. And that's the uh, sun mural or the different one? I'm sorry, that's the hammer mural. Hammer mural, okay. Mm-hmm. Yeah, we, I think we need to differentiate the murals versus the statues because, like, we eliminated that it's the sun statue first, but I feel like the sun mural might be first, which would be the hammer statue. It, it, mm. God disagrees. Yeah, give me a second. I'm, I'm writing things down so I can put my thoughts in order. Sure. That's sure. fine. Take your time. Um, I am proficient in history. Can I also do a history roll now that we've noticed these murals and are puzzling them out? Yeah, go ahead. That good, huh? Uh, let's see. Plus six. I'm going to go ahead and throw guidance at myself. Just <laughs> You slap yourself in the face with guidance. I do. I actually managed to bring it up to a 14. Okay. Womp womp. All right. I think with a 14 for history, I think you, Finch, I think you remember sort of an old fairy tale that uh, the, the giants that came to the Clockwork Nebula saw the Clockwork Nebula as sort of a bastion to be fortified against the forces of evil. Mm-hmm. Okay. So 
when they arrived here, they set up fortifications and whatnot in order to prepare for something. Hmm. And I think if you look at the mural where they're raising their swords to the sun, hmm. the sun is much further off, like in terms of perspective. Okay, so the mural where they're raising the swords to the sun, the sun is further away, but the mural where they're breaking rocks, the sun is a lot closer? Yeah, it's pretty much on top of them. Okay. So that indicates... I think the, the breaking rocks one kind of indicates they're running out of time, like the threat is getting closer. Mm -hmm. That or they successfully manage to drive it off. Like, they're building it in the hammer and then they drive it off in the sun mill. Because the swords are, like, already raised and prepared. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. So I would, I would like to point out, too, just something to keep in mind. Don't forget what you witnessed on Creon. Too late. <laughs> the hand reaching out and literally snuffing out the sun. Yeah, something came and attacked. Fire Nation? Yes. Naturally. Um, is there a sun depicted in either of the other two murals? Is there one in the forging mural or the farming mural? The forging one? Uh, yes. It's hard to make out because it's not actually like, you don't see the sun itself. You see the radiating tendrils. Okay. Meaning it's there. So to kind of give you just a, a quick breakdown. So the mural where they're breaking rocks, the sun is on top of them pretty much, but you still see the sun. Like it's, it's a, you see the curve of like the bottom part of it and you see the radiating tendrils. Okay. The one where they're building the ship slash bird, mm -hmm. you don't see the orb of the sun, but the tendrils are very big and are coming like are very clearly on top of them. Okay. And then in the one where they have the raised swords, it's very, very far away in comparison to the others. Okay, yeah, so Scott, I think you're right that the army raising the swords to the sun, they're either celebrating their victory or it's depicting said victory mm -hmm. um, as the, the threat is driven away. And what was the other one? The settlement one? Yeah. There's no sun in that one. It's like it's they're farming the earth and building what appears to be fortifications with the bird in the background, like, broken down. Okay, so that one indicates to me that that reads like success we are getting on with life. I think it's pretty clear here that it's at least southwest, northwest, northeast. The only question is where the sword slots into that. And I feel like it wouldn't slot in after the settlement, but... That's, okay, so sun is the first one. Let's see, rock. The rock smashing, that's one. Forging, that's two. Swords is number three. And then the settlement is the fourth one. Sure. So we know... Southwest, northwest, northeast. It's two, one, four. The only question is, where does three fit into the picture? Let's just smash buttons and see what happens. I just put the letters there. That's the order I think it goes in. Because it's furthest away in the cardinal one where they're building the ship, correct? Yeah. Mm -hmm. So they're building the ship, and they get to go in there and, uh... Or, wait. But we know it's not northwest first. Yeah, I'm also going to say... The murals might not correlate to the statues, like one to one directly. Right. Yeah, I don't think they do either. Right. Like the one where they're pointing their swords at the sun. That's probably the northwest statue. Yeah. Okay. Well, I mean, if you want to work with it that way, I don't. I thought they were a correlation of like this mural refers to this statue rather than the statue in that direction. But the north ones don't really seem to have a clear connection to any of them. But 
let's figure out the ones based on the family crests associated with the murals then. If that's what you think it's going to be. Yeah, that's that's what I'm thinking. Mm-hmm. Um, because we know since Elias touched the mural or the uh, the crest with the sword in the sun and got electrocuted, that's not right. Which would make sense if the army raising the swords to the sun is further along in the timeline. Obviously, that's not the first thing that happened. So, Scott, you think the first one is the mural in the northwest where they're forging their ship or their bird? Because they did say that, like, we know of previous stuff we've figured out that, like, the precursors or whatever aren't the people who, uh... Progenitors. Progenitors aren't the one who settled, so they probably, like, sent others here. So, like, they're building the ship to get to it, and then they get to it and then set up a base there. That's the southwest. Then they fight it. And then they build settlements. So I would say, in relation to the statues, that we should go hammer, mountain, sun, then tree. Alright, well, that still leads to Galva hitting the hammer first, so she's doing it. Yeah, Okay. I agree. I think that's correct. She turns the dial for the hammer. You hear the sound of stone grinding on stone, and you hear a loud... As it locks into place, and it does not electrocute you. Okay. And then you said mountain next? Yeah. Yes. Okay. She does that one next. Same thing. You turn it, you hear the grinding of stone on stone, and once you get to that locked position, you hear the... And you are safe. Okay. He was going to get away from the dome for the moment. (laughs) That's a good idea. Wise, yes, good. All right. Next one is the sun. Yeah, sword and sun. You start to turn it, and... <laughs> I'm alright! You take oh. five lightning damage. I'm alright! And you hear the uh, stone grinding again, and the other two snap back into the... Uh, yeah, their... starts walking back. Process <laughs> of elimination. Don't worry, I got this one. And then, yeah, we'll go turn the first one. So, Galvin, go back to the second. Okay, so you you hit hammer, you hit mountain. And then we'll hit the tree next. Okay. And then the sun. You turn the stone for the tree, and that one locks. I almost got it right. Close enough. And then the sun follows suit. And with that, you hear... And as the power to the dome starts to power down the dome itself starts to flicker and where are you guys huh oh, see where everybody is all right i'm with my group i'm with my homies except your fighter girl except our fighter okay give me a moment what monstrosity did we just unleash maybe we released denier who knows it could be a good thing <laughs> you unleashed the sun <laughs> not again not again oh man Fucking sun. It's always the goddamn sun. Alright. So, give me a moment. I am going to swap maps. Oh. Don't worry about it. I'm worried. I'm not. It'll be fine. We made it 20 sessions, guys. Good job. <laughs> we always assume you... the worst. <laughs> have you met me? Yeah, how long have we been playing in Ants games? Yeah, I'm more worried about the fact that I, whatever we're about to face, you're on the other side of the map for me. Good oh, luck, you guys. You went <laughs> over there, man. Yeah, I had to for the puzzle. But you guys could have come over here. Why would I do that? I'm sure it's fine. 
It's fine. You're only 115 feet away from me. It's fine. Yeah, it's fine. Only four rounds to get over here. Yeah. Not a big deal. That's less than 30 seconds. What could happen in 30 seconds? Nothing. There's no ghosts or anything to yeah. throw knives at me, so. Yeah. No knife ghosts. <laughs> no knife ghosts. <laughs> Unless that's what Ant's summoning from the depths of hell it's right just now. an army of those evil <laughs> They all, all of them throw their knives immediately into life. <laughs> <laughs> like they know. You're the guys that fuck books. Um. <laughs> um. That's not how we handle books. I mean, that's, <laughs> that's how Zelias handles. Yeah, that's true. Well, he can't anymore. His leader fell off and ran away. <laughs> oh, no. It's, it's sentient. It bounced away. Finally tired of his shit. I'll just get a new one. It's fine. Oh, okay. Yeah, we're in space. We can get a cybernetic dick. There we go. One that shoots lasers. And it'll be like the Jesse Cox mission from Cyberpunk. <laughs> oh, no. I never played that, and I'm not gonna. Okay. So, I'll be moving you in a moment. I'm just going to set the scene for you guys. Okay. Ooh, weave us your magic wordery. Oh, God. Turn so order. Oh, no. There it is. I have two spell slots. <laughs> Good luck, everybody. <laughs> <laughs> oh, shit. All right. So, the dome flickers and starts to power down. The blue conduit still remains. So the dome is still in one piece. But you'll be able to move through the the gaps now that the shielding is gone. Mm -hmm. And as it starts to dissolve from the peak of the dome down, you see what seems to be a large, fleshy thing in the center. Oh, boy. And as the barrier lowers a little bit more you see what appear to be little stalks appearing on the orb hmm, okay and in a flash i need to roll a couple of things here i'm starting to think the sun wasn't a sun hmm. <laughs> hmm. Hmm. let's see There we go. Okay. Here's what happens. I need constitution saving throw from Finch. I need a strength saving throw from Zelias. Aw. And I need a dex saving throw from uh, Galva. Okay. Okay. You said strength save for me? Correct. Good luck, Finch. Oh, good luck, Zelias. Oh, boy. Ah, yes. Yes! <laughs> I heard a genuine yes and a sarcastic yes. <laughs> I there rolled it is. A, a four fucking strength save for your boy. Anyone else? I rolled a 15 constitution. I rolled oh. a 19 dex. Okay. Am I paralyzed? I guess it doesn't matter whether I have two spell slots or not. No, actually, okay, so... Finch, Zelias, and Galva, you are all struck by rays. Mm-hmm. Oh, beans. Finch, this is the same type of ray that struck you down in the basement, and you can already feel your muscles start to tense up, and you manage to actually withstand it. <gasps> Hooray, I saved! So, you saved, you are not paralyzed. This time. Zelias. Yeah? You are hit square in the chest by this ray. And you are pushed 15 feet away. Okay. So I'm going to move you, don't worry. Go ahead, I don't know which way I'm going. Yeah, I know. That's enough to actually send you slamming into the wall behind you. Do I take damage? 
you will. Uh, your speed is halved until the end of this thing's next turn, and you take five bludgeoning. Oh, okay. Galva, mm-hmm. you are hit with this ray, and the heat from it is alarming. Mm-hmm. And you take... Oh, no. Uh, 23 fire damage. Holy Whoa. shit! I'm glad you saved. You did not save. Jesus Christ. I don't think I did. Oh. A 19 didn't save. Oh, wait, no, no, I'm sorry. You did. So, yeah, so so that's, oh, that's I'm sorry, that's halved. Okay. Say. Half of 23? Yeah. I was so proud. Okay. <laughs> oh, God, Ant. Yeah, no, that's not 40. I, I, you don't, that's not a 40 damage. <laughs> so it's 12? Yeah, uh, yeah. No, 13. Oh, yeah, 12. Oh. 12, yeah, 12. Yeah, 12. Um, and as the dome completely powers down, an enormous gauff rises from the floor. Mm. Oh, shit. Guys. Oh, his little icon's tiny. No, there's, there's two things in there. Oh, there's just, two? The gauff, it took your immediate attention. Oh, no. Oh, there's like a guy over here. Oh, there's a tiny man. Ghostblade Eidolon, okay. Oh, boy. Ant's right. giving me more ghosts to fight. Uh-huh. You shouldn't have said fuck your books. I should not have said fuck your books. So you also see the air shimmer around this spirit, and this one looks considerably bulkier than the ones that you saw on the previous floors. Mm, okay. It moves about as if it is, it is clad in armor. And uh, we're going to need to roll some initiative, guys. Super duper fun, bro. Oh, that's right. I threw my good dice on the floor, and I don't know where it is now. Shit. Not my good dice, but my special dice I got just for my sorcerer boy. What is my initiative? Plus three? <laughs> okay. <sighs> I rolled a big old six. I rolled a big old five. Hell yeah! Oof, bad time for the healer to go last. Eh, it's fine. I have two spell slots, guys. Um. <laughs> Alright. So, after that initial volley, the Galf opens its mouth and lets loose an unsettling psychic roar. Oh, I'm unsettled. And we're at the top of the order with Ao. Oh boy. <laughs> well, I think I'm gonna take the attention of the ghost before it uh, shoots daggers at Zelias again. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, uh. it was moving right in Zelias's direction as soon as the dome dropped. Oh my god. <laughs> <laughs> it was it was marching with purpose. We're gonna step here. <laughs> I need deck saving throw from it. Okay. Deck saving throw. Eighteen. Uh, that'll make it. Okay. So I got the arms, but it doesn't take any explosion damage. Okay. So now I'm going to punch it. So, just so you know, attack rolls against the Ghostblade Eidolon are made with disadvantage. Unless the Eidolon is incapacitated. It is not. Oh, okay. Well, I'm going to do it anyway. I'm here. Okay. Woohoo! Use two dice so I can do these both at the same time. So I add a... I'm going to plus eight for this. So, first one's a 16... Okay. That hits. Second one. Well, I rolled a two on both of them, so I don't think a ten is going to hit. No, it does not. Uh, third attack. Eight plus eight is another 16. That hits. And last one. Uh, 13. Uh, favors attacker. Okay, so I hit three times. Two second. And this is all um, going to be radiant damage. Okay. So, total 28 damage. Okay. 28 sparkle damage. Hooray. 
28 sparkle fingers. Okay. You strike it three times and it staggers a little bit with each blow, but shores itself up and prepares to fight back. Okay. Bring it. Okay. Uh, is that your turn? Yep, that is all I can do. Good turn. I'm ready to die. Oh, no. Yes. And it is going to attack you now, Ao. Is it 23 hit? That'll hit. And how about a 19? Just barely, but yes. Okay. So that is... That is 14 slashing damage and... 8 force damage. Oof. 14 plus 8, how much is... 22? 22. Oh no. I'm at 11. Oh, girl. No, don't be at 11. Alright. And you know what? We don't. No, what? Hey. <laughs> hey. 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 It's, uh, gonna pass through AO. Oh no. And the statue. <laughs> Can I still make an attack of opportunity? Yeah, go ahead. Am I still doing it at disadvantage? Yes. Well, that sucks because it would have been a crit. Oh, oh boner. The other one was a base 14, though, so 14 plus 8 is 22. So that's yeah, a hit. That's still good. Yes. So he takes another 10 damage. All right. Uh, <laughs> the Ghostblade Eidolon makes that thing like it points to its eyes and then points to Zelias. Yeah. <laughs> He's just like, all right, no, I did blow up all the books. Yeah. <laughs> Guess I deserve this one. <sighs> Galva, you're up. Okay. I would like to, if possible, I'd like to slip between the statue and the generator here. Yeah, I'm gonna I'm gonna say you can. Okay. As a bonus action, I'd like to use giant might okay. to Get become large. Yeah. There you go. Boom. You become big. Okay. Time to wrestle. Well, I'm gonna yeet one of my my sickles at it, um, because I'm not I'm not in wrestling distance yet, but I'm definitely actually twenty, so I am going to attack it with one of my sickles. Okay. That probably went wide. Um, twelve. Um, yeah, that that went wide. Yeah, that landed somewhere else in the dome. Mm-hmm. All right, then that is all she can do. Okay. The Gauth's turn. Hmm. It has a nap. No. It goes to sleep. No, I don't think it will. Forever. You don't think it'll go to sleep, Ant? You just woke it up. Oh, well, go to bed. It should Dick. like five more minutes. Go on, it's fine. Yeah. You know what? It is gonna turn and it's going to attack Galva. That thing has a crazy face. It really does. I can't believe you throw a sickle at me. Okay. That's how he sounds. I don't think a 14 is going to hit. It does not. But it can do one other thing. Oh, boy. Ayo, I'd like a wisdom save. Okay. 22. Wait, no, 23. Wise-ass bitch. Okay. You get blasted, but you feel you start to feel a little sluggish, and you kind of like slap your cheeks a little bit to snap you out of it, and you shrug off the effects. Yeah. All right, Elias, you're up. Okay. Let's see. Where am I? I'm over here by the wall. My movement is halved. Yes. Hmm. Captain, what's your plan? 
I'm trying to formulate one. I don't actually have one yet. <laughs> Maybe I won't move. Let's see. Because if it's going to involve a damaging spell, Finch might be able to help with that. It will involve a damaging spell. Okay. But, let's see. 15. Okay, well, if my movement speed is halved, that means I can only move 15 feet instead of 30, Correct. right? So then I'm yeah. just going to move 15 feet. I'm going to actually move 10 feet. Mm -hmm. Here, so that this guy is within 15. I'm going to use a first level evocation spell. I'm using baby spells now. Oh, baby spells. I'm out of third level spell slots. I'm going to cast Burning Hands on Mr. Ghostblade. Okay. Which is a damaging spell. Mm hmm. Uh, I will read it. As you hold your hands with thumbs touching and fingers spread, a thin sheet of flame shoots forth, blah, 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 blah. Each creature in a 15-foot cone must make a dexterity saving throw. A creature takes 3d6 fire damage on a failed save or half as much on a successful one. Okay, dex save. Uh, the fire ignites any flammable objects in the area that aren't being worn or carried. How long is the cone? It's 15 foot. Okay. It just says each creature in a 15-foot cone has to make okay. a dex save. And so I'm casting it at Ghostbuster and not Finch is not in my cone and yeah, no, that's I it was AO that I was wondering about. AO's far away. Yeah. Okay, I just want to make sure. Uh -huh. 19 deck save. Far away O. Uh I think that saves. Let me check. Yeah, that should. That's against my spell save. So yeah, that fucking saves. Indeed. So you take half as much. What's half of six? Three. Wait. Wrong. I read that wrong. You have to roll three D6s and then 3D6. I take half of that. So I'll just roll three D6 and then divide by the half. Yes. That's easier than trying to figure out other math. Five. Divided by two. Okay, so that thing will take... Set. Wait. Yeah, seven damage. That's already halved? Yeah. Okay. It was 14 total. Okay. That was a good damage roll, actually. It wasn't. It was terrible. No, a, a 14 out of... The, the most you could have rolled was 18. Oh, that's fair. Yeah, no. I did roll, like, two fives and a different yeah. number. Four. <laughs> eight? No. That's not right. Yeah, four. That would be 14. You rolled an eight on your D6. Yeah, no, right. that's not right. <laughs> Guys, I'm tired. Well, it's all right. Zelias, is, is there, would you like to do anything else? Uh, I've already done my movement and I've cast my spell. I think that's all I can do. Okay. I, I give it the stink eye, I guess. All right. It doesn't care. All right. Uh, Fidge, you're up. Okay. Hmm. Normally by now I figured out kind of what I want to do, but I still don't really know. I'm sorry, guys. <laughs> Things are bad. Weird fight. Things are bad. No, we're um, fine. Hmm. It's still four on two, man. We good? We good? Ao has 11 HP. Mm -hmm. I've still got like 30, so don't worry about me. Yeah, mm. I, I'm worried about Ao. Yeah, Ao is a sweet little baby. We need to save her. Yeah. Yeah. Ah! <sighs> She's, uh, she's Peter Griffin now. <laughs> let her die. I'm joking. Wow. No, don't, don't let her die. I love her. Ugh. Okay, well, I think I'll start off with a bonus action healing word on Ao. So, Ao, please take 7 HP. Okay. That's my last first level spell slot. Good luck, everybody. Good luck, everybody. I've got it's one third fine. level spell. Look, I think we have some, like, healing potions between us yeah did i use one already you did you did. I did so i've got one left okay okay and then i think uh for my action i'll just cast toll the dead on this dead ghost make it double dead okay so it needs to roll me a wisdom save 
Okay. Damn, this thing is killing it on saves. Uh, 17. Oh. Yeah, that saves. Nothing happens. Holy shit. <laughs> Wish I could roll this good again in, in saves any other time. Yeah. I wish you'd suck. All right. I don't want to die. Hang on. I wanna, <laughs> I'm going to do a little bravery roll. Let's see. You going to get brave? How brave is 12? Uh, I'm going to say that's somewhat brave. Somewhat brave? Somewhat brave. I think 10 and under is you're gone. You're looking to run. 11 and up, you're like, you're, you're feeling like standing your ground. Okay. Well, I'm thinking more like Finch isn't scared of ghosts. They're just more worried about uh, this thing is going to do to their captain. So, oh, that was a weird reaction. They're not a very good meat shield, but they have more HP than Zelias does right now, I think. So, oh, look at you. They move in front All of right. Zelias, they move between Zelias and the ghost blade. Don't do that. It's they, pissed off at me. It's going to kill us. And they stare it down. Oh, God. All right. They're brave. So brave. Yeah, so brave. Ayo, you're up. Let's see. Like, uh, how's Gava holding up right now? She's at 39 out of 56. It's fine. She can solo it. Uh, <laughs> Let me solo her. <laughs> Does anyone maybe want to roll, roll Arcana or Nature on the Gauth? Yeah, no. I'm going to do that. You know, I'll do it, even though I've got a flat zero either way. <laughs> I'll do it too. Nope. Oh, shit. That is 19. Let's say it's Arcana. I got a 15. What did you say? Nature and what? Nature or Arcana. Oh, I'll roll. Well, they're both plus four for me, so it doesn't really matter. You know what? Let me let me do it as nature. I feel no, like... never mind. I rolled a six total. So uh, I'm not even gonna put it in the chat. I rolled bullshit. Finch knows nothing. They rolled a nine arcana. I'm too busy with the ghosts and being very concerned about my my fucking doctor. All of a sudden. Yeah, I'm gonna say Finch and Zelias with a nine and a six. You guys are a little bit more concerned about what's in front of you. Ao and Galva. Well, Galva, you know, not only from your nature role, because, but because you're experiencing it right now, looking into the main eye of the Gauth is incredibly bad. Mm. And this thing is right up in your face, Galva. Like, you're, oh, you've already looked into its eye. Oh. Or don't. Am I going to die now? Um, no, but you're going to be making a, a saving throw on your next turn. And depending on how that goes. Well, I don't like that. Yeah, it's bad. Oh, boy. So yeah, I mean, its main eye is right in your face right now. Mm. Yeah, I figured. Mm. How reflective is your shield? I don't know. Ant seems to forget I have one. Uh-oh. <laughs> At this point, it's not going to matter. The other thing is, with those nature and arcana rolls, if you manage to kill this thing, you're going to want to get away from it. Is it going to blow up? Uh, they've been known to. Wait. Mm. Mm. Gooshy bomb. Oh. But does that change Galva's strategy at all? The ant's trying to kill us. <laughs> Don't tell me the ant's trying to get us. This is what happened when you fuck up these books. Maybe I shouldn't have been sitting there. <laughs> Everything about that? I think if we manage to survive this and get back to the ship, Finch is going to be brewing so many potions. That's a very Galva good idea. does have two. I feel like that's a thing that they can do as a doctor. Pharmaceuticals are in their wheelhouse. Yep. So, in the meantime, however... Mm-hmm. You thought it was just me, but it was also he! Dio! Yay! Oh, that's right. What is happening? She's summoning Dio. I feel so much better about this. I don't remember what Dio is. Dio's an elephant! <gasps> oh! Oh my god, I forgot! He's 
you know, that thing that you bought while you were drunk. Uh, yeah, and a wonder she forgot. Oh, bless Dio. Oh, I gotta look up. Is it a large or is it a elephant? Sure an elephant's a large, huge yeah. creature. So it's a three yeah. by three square. Oh my god. Okay. And it's gonna be summoned. Three by three. Yeah, it's a three by. It's huge. A three by three. There you oh, go. Good boy. There you go. Look at that big ass fucking elephant. Oh my god. Mm-hmm. I love him. All right, so it'll start with 76 hit points. Oh, my God. Its AC is 12. There we go. So, yeah, for the rest, that was my action, so I can't really... Uh... Taking potions, is that an action or a bonus action? I usually allow it to be a bonus action. I know the rules say it's an action, but I think that's stupid. All right, so I'm going to take a potion, if you don't mind. I don't. I don't mind. I think that's a very good idea. <laughs> Please do, in fact. Alright, so I'm gonna heal back. Ooh, very nice. 7 plus 4 is 11, so 11 HP back. Oh, good. That's a good number. So you're back up to. 29. Alright. Would you like to move, or is that your turn? How is. Like, what's the status of the Ghost Blade right now? Is it still looking strong, or is it looking. It's ghosty. Ghosty? That explains very much, Ant. I'm not gonna hand you guys. <laughs> things like that. Ghosty. Uh, what am I rolling? Roll me nature. Thirteen. Um, you can kind of go either way. I mean, it's technically dead, so you, it's really hard to tell. <laughs> yeah. It was in a bad position since you could. Just real quick, does, does hmm? I'm sorry. Does Packy Dio move after you, or does it get slotted into its own initiative? I think we decided for simplicity's sake. He just goes after Ao. Okay, I just want to put it into the turn order. Alright. I think Packy will go help Galva for now. We'll start going over here to deal with the ghost play before these two get rocked. Okay. I want to get rocked. So, now it is Dio. Okay. It is I. If the elephant moves at least 20 feet straight toward a creature and then hits it with a gore attack, uh, target must succeed on DC's all strength saving throw or you're not prone. So it's going to... Charge the gouth. Mm-hmm. And ordered it to uh, murder the basketball. Okay. It knows what a basketball is. Don't worry about it. Yes. <laughs> so it's a plus eight to hit. Elephants are very smart. That's true. Mm-hmm. I never forget. Also true. <laughs> that sounds good. You crit? What does a natural 20 sound like? Oh. Okay. Oh, no. Uh, so that turns into a 6d8 plus 6. Holy shit. I'm going to need a dash roll for this. <laughs> this elephant is so good. Mm-hmm. I'm glad I bought that fucking thing. I'm glad you bought it too. 27 plus 6 is 33 damage. Okay. And it needs a uh, mega strength save. Okay. And... Um, that was a good time for a 20. Hi. So it's 20. Okay, so it doesn't get knocked prone. Alright, it did get punted, though. Yeah, it, it did get gored in the face with a tusk. Very nice. Yes, probably okay. The back, so this is probably facing Galva. Well, in the back. The back yeah. of the face. Yes. I love All the right. gore attacks. Gross. Alright, so then uh, next up is Ghostblade Eidolon. So, no one's actually attacked the uh, the Eidolon except for Ao that was back I there, right? I attacked it with fire. I attacked it with bells. I meant, like, physically attack it. Oh, physically. No, no physical attacks. Oh, we haven't tried to slap it, no. 
Yeah, so if it moves, it shouldn't invoke an attack of opportunity. I don't know. I mean, I gave you the attack of opportunity before because you'd already previously engaged it with strikes. Yeah. But right now, no one's got engaged it in melee attack. On this side of the room. On this side of the room, correct. Yeah, so I think it's not... Yeah, it's not engaged. It's all good, buddy. Yeah, for keeping rules consistent, we'll go with that. So it's going to pass through Finch. Gross. And, uh... Excuse me. Clip through Zelias a little bit. Doesn't care. And <laughs> it's going to attack Zelias. Alright, that's fine. Does a 19 hit. Yep. And does a 22 hit. Nope. <laughs> okay. Sorry, that one doesn't hit. I don't know why. It was too good a roll. I don't make the rules, buddy. Alright, so that's... That is a 15 slashing damage. Alright. And eight force damage. Awesome. So this thing sees Finch get between the two of you, and it just kind of dashes through Finch and clips through Zelias, spins around with its two blades, and crosses them across your back. Oh, good. He's behind me. Behind you. Mm -hmm. Okay. That is its turn. Nice, nice. Galva, I need you to roll me... A wisdom save. Okay. 16. 16? Yes. Unfortunately, that fails. Ah. Oh, boy. Oh, boy. Aw, beans. A creature that fails this save is stunned until the start of its next turn. So I lose a turn. Yeah, sadly. Ah. All right. I guess she recoils a bit and... Yeah. You are stunned. And it is now the Gauth's turn. Oh, no, Gauthy. I need Packy Dio to make me a wisdom save. Okay, what is Packy Dio's wisdom? <laughs> Nothing. Oh, no, our elephant's not very wise. It only rolled a 12. Oh, boo-boo. It falls asleep. <gasps> okay. So, this is the same type of eye ray that hit Ao before, but sadly, Packy Dio falls onto its side with a thundering crash, sound asleep. Oh no. And then, you know, it's just going to bite Galva. <laughs> nom nom nom. Does a 19 hit? Yeah, favors attacker. Okay. Oh man, Galva's going to have a bad time. Oh no. She's already oh. having a bad time. So that is. That is 14 piercing damage. All right, she's still up, but she doesn't look like she's having a good time right now. Bummer. Okay. So just for the, for Packy Dio, he is asleep for falls asleep or is unconscious for one minute. A target awakens if it takes damage, or another creature takes an action to wake it. Mm-hmm. So that is the Galth's turn. Zelias, you're up. So the thing is behind me now. Correct. Okay, that's fine. Um, okay, no, that that's good actually. I like that it's behind me and not like in my zone. Okay, yeah, and uh, Finch is the other side. Yep, right here, buddy. <laughs> yep. Okay, yeah, no, that's also good. That's fine. Uh, so I'm gonna turn to face the ghost. Okay. I I do that with my body. Um, I'm going to <laughs> expend five sorcery points to give myself a third level spell slot, and I'm going to cast Fireball at it. Hey, Finch, you should move. <laughs> well, I do have advantage on um, saving throws of spell attacks. Yeah, so. okay, that's good, that's good. Yeah. I mean, Finch goes next. You could just delay your turn until Finch goes to 
So maybe I will tell Finch. Like, all right, maybe you might want to back off about uh, about how many feet? Twenty feet. <laughs> Captain, Just, are, are you casting fireball centered I, on yourself? Not, not centered on myself. I'm shooting it that way. I point to the, through the ghost. There's like ten feet to the wall. It's all right. Don't matter. It's fine. It it does matter though. Okay. Well, I'm gonna do it whether you're here or not. So you might want to move. <sighs> so I delay my turn until after Finch. <laughs> I really want that ghost to die. It's made me angry. Alright, so I get to delay your turn so that Finch can bail a little bit? That's what I said. Okay, so Finch, you're up. Go 20 feet like that way. <laughs> Make it 25 <laughs> just to be safe. Oh. D, I'm taking precautions this time. <laughs> With everybody else. With everybody, everybody else. else. It's fine. <sighs> just because I'm in the blast zone doesn't mean... I might, I might die, but it's fine. Might die. Yeah, I might. I have one spell slot. Well, I do have spare the dying, so okay. Yeah, it's fine. I suppose that's fine. Could Zelias like cast it upward so it just catches the edge on the ghost blade, so it doesn't have to murder himself? Yeah, can I play with physics? Can I just kind of shoot it up at the walls with booms, and then like there's twenty feet, like, and it gets them. All right. Here's what I'll do. I'll let you shoot it Just up. Just because everyone else is worried about me. I'll let you shoot it up, but you can't shoot it too far out. I will give you advantage on the deck save because you know you're going to do it. Okay. I'm fine with that. All right. Well, Finch is going to move a little ways away. Maybe over by AO. And Finch is going to raise their holy symbol level with their heart. <laughs> They're going to look that ghost blade idol on right in the eye, and they're going to channel divinity. Okay. Path to the grave. As an action, you choose one creature you can see within 30 feet of you, cursing it until the end of your next turn. The next time you or an ally of yours hits the cursed creature with an attack, the creature has vulnerability to all of that attack's damage, and then the curse ends. <laughs> okay. Ooh, I don't know what that means, but I like it. Uh, it takes double damage. <gasps> double damage. So do I still roll my normal, and then we just double it? Yes. Yeah, yeah okay. we'll get to that. Yeah, that's how so, we get that. We'll figure that out when we get to it. Would you like to do anything else, Finch? Pray. <laughs> Just pray? Pray? Pray, yeah. That's all you can do when I'm around. I'm not a particularly religious person. Um, Kellen Vore is more like a, a a good colleague than a, a, a lord, I guess. But, um, right. you know, <laughs> sometimes situations just call for a little prayer. Okay. <laughs> all right, Zelias, let her rip. I rip. Oh no. I let her rip. <laughs> uh, I shoot the fireball at the man. Let's see. Uh, so Do I roll or does he just. He rolls. He rolls. Well, you also roll your own deck save. Yeah, yeah, roll your own deck save, but you get advantage. Okay. I mean, I'll roll my deck save. That was a bad time for a two. Yes. A good time for a That's two. That's like a great time for a two. Okay, well, my deck save, uh, <laughs> my best is uh, 14. You okay. also do have that ring of fire resistance. Fire resistance. Which is great. <laughs> that we made you wear. <laughs> <laughs> Just taped it to his chest. So, uh, this is against my own spellcasting modifier? Yes. Uh, yeah, I do not pass. My, uh, my DC is 15, so <laughs> I fail my dex save. You take half anyway. But I take half the damage anyway. 
What's funny is that you knew you were going to do this, so I feel like you just don't even try and dodge at this point. <laughs> like, you thought about it, you're like, no, nah, this is cooler. Fireball. I think it's less that it's cooler and more that he wants to make absolutely certain that it fucking hits this thing, so I think he's just being okay. extra careful when it comes to casting the spell. <laughs> well, yes, careful. On Well, careful. Uh, he's aiming gooder. Okay. And then I take half damage anyway because of my ring, right? Yes. Yes. Yep. Let's see how much good that does me. So roll roll the full damage, and then I because I take double damage. Eight d six. Okay. Rolling, rolling, rolling. <laughs> okay, that's twenty eight total. Uh, so that's fifty six damage on the Eidolon. You take fifty six, and I take fourteen. Fourteen. I'm unconscious. <laughs> I mean, of, of course. course you are. So here's what happens. I think <laughs> after you get Finch to clear the area. You generate that tiny ball of flame, and you kind of toss it up a little bit, like you're flipping a coin. Yeah. And it, it arcs up into the air, and you time it just as it starts to come down. And the both of you look up as it's descending, and then you snap, and it expands. And this thing expands a little too quick than you were planning. But you yeah, just okay. wanted to make sure that it caught the Eidolon. Yeah, so yeah. So you take it full in the face, and so does the Eidolon. <laughs> and... It just evaporates and smash oh, cut God. to outside the temple. The entire <laughs> corner of that temple is just blown out like it's smoking. I did a very good stone job. Stone and marble and mortar just raining down everywhere. It, there's now a, a massive skylight window in that corner of the temple. It's fine. <laughs> I got him. As smoke billows out. Uh, and yeah, I feel like you're blown back a little bit. Oh, okay. And oh, he moved me. From that, and Ghostblade Eidolon uh, is is no more. Do I leave a cool dragon smorch, scorch mark again? No, it looks like a poop emoji. Good. Uh, <laughs> no, I leave a cool poop emoji scorch mark this time. No, you, no there's no scorch mark this time. Oh, uh, just a smear of my face. <laughs> there's, just, there's probably just a big streak of blood from where you were. It's uh. fine. <laughs> you can just leave me. I think you guys can handle the other guy real good. So, <laughs> Zelias is unconscious. Self-immolation three. Finch yeah. went. <laughs> Ao, you're up. Okay. So, Ao does not know how to heal people. Mm-hmm. So, I think the more immediate concern for her... So, I'm going to go there. Mm-hmm. I'm going to... On my belt, I have a small little satchel. Okay. I shall reach into it, pull out a fuzzy ball. Mm-hmm. Oh, my God. And then I'm going to huck it at Pacidio. Okay. This is the bag of tricks. Right. <laughs> so I, I rolled a seven, so out pops a dire wolf. Oh my okay. god. Hey, we're pulling out all the cool tricks. Okay. The dire wolf lands on Pacidio. Uh-huh. <laughs> They're friends now. They're friends. I hope. God, I hope. And uh, I can't move any further. Okay. I can't. Bro, actually, what's my range? 35? Uh, yeah, I don't really have anything that can uh, attack right now that's not going to just hit Pacidio. Right. So the wolf is going to use its action uh-huh. to wake up Pacidio. Okay. Because uh, you said that it, another creature can use its action. Let me just, I'll just say the creature is friendly to you in your command stacks. It acts on your turn. Oh, it acts on my turn. Yeah, you could use a bonus action to command how the creature moves, so it would go on your turn, I think, next turn. 
Okay, so I can't use a bonus action right now to command it? You can use a bonus action to command how the creature moves and what action it takes on its next turn. Okay, so it can't do anything immediately. Right. Okay. Yeah, so you you could summon it and give it its orders, and then when it cycles around, when it acts on your turn, and that's when it'll act. Okay. Okay? Well, tell it to wake up Pachydeo, and it will do that next turn. Okay. All right, so then next up is... I'm going to have to create fucking animal tokens for everything in this bag. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Just use this emoji. It's fine. That's all right. Um, all right, so Pachydeo is still asleep. Galva, you have to once again roll me a wisdom save. Oh, please. That is a nat 20. Okay. Wait. Holy shit. You break out of being stunned. Okay, okay. I think you see what's happening and you just get so angry that <laughs> you force yourself to move. Yes. So first things first, bonus action, second wind. Jesus Christ. <laughs> <laughs> you take a big breath. <laughs> really? All right, I only get six HP back. That's better than it was, but come on. <laughs> it's fine. I rolled a one. Oh, of course. Oh, no. All right, she's going to unload on this golf with okay. two attacks. That is a 24 and a 21. Both hit. Okay. Okay. That is 26 damage. Okay. You know, I, I don't trust myself not to stunned again. I'm going to action surge and do two more attacks. Okay. Woo-hoo! Fight that brain. Yeah, I gotta, because otherwise this thing is going to kill me. Yeah, we don't want that. Nope. Too much. Okay. Round two. Fight. That is, um... Well, those are both even higher. <laughs> 27 and, um... Yeah, they hit. 25. <laughs> They're both higher than before. <laughs> the higher you go, the less less accurate you become. <laughs> Shit! Oh, no. <laughs> no, I just wanted to get the numbers out there for the recording. Oh, okay. 27 and 25. Those are good numbers. Okay. Mm-hmm. Alright, two more dice. That is another 21 damage. Mm-hmm. Is it still alive? Here's what happens. Because <laughs> I also might invoke the fire room. Give me a second. Okay. And I'll let you know what happens. Okay. You force yourself, I mean, you see this thing felled Packy Dio with a, a sleep ray. Mm-hmm. You heard and felt the rock of the explosion, assuming your captain... Because you can't really... You don't have line of sight. You got That big statue's in the way. I don't have line of sight. But you're just assuming your, your captain blew himself up again. <laughs> yeah, uh, and there's <laughs> a good chance that he's down. Yeah. Yes. Uh, there's like a 95% chance he blew himself up. You haven't been sucked into a black hole yet, so there's that. But still. Mm-hmm. But... A lot of the parties over there, I'm not mm-hmm. getting help at much quick other than AI. So you steal yourself and you glare into this the massive eye of the Gauth that is clearly trying to mentally subdue you. And you inhale, exhale, steady yourself. You break free of that stun. You bring your shield to bear and you raise it up so that it's blocking it's the line of sight with that massive eye. Mm-hmm. And then you, I think what you do is you take your broken sword and slot it right alongside of the shield so that it essentially creates like a bulwark. Mm-hmm. And you charge, you hit this gout with everything you got. And luckily, right behind it, 
sleeping soundly is Packy Dio creating a, a wall that you just sort of pin this gouth against and you just keep pushing and pushing and stabbing until you see the eye stalks the tendrils that have been kind of creeping over the top of your shield Mm -hmm. they go limp (laughs) 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 however i need a deck save okay oh Oh, shit that's right I forgot about this part. It's okay. Spare the Dying is a cantrip. I can cast it on all of you. Woo! Oh, that is a four. (laughs) Yeah, so I think the eye stalks go limp. (laughs) And then you see this sort of flash of light emanating from behind the shield as this magical energy starts to erupt from the gout you can't see it but the the flesh of the gout is splitting beams of magical energy are streaking out and i think you just you close your eyes and smile like everyone else is safe now Mm -hmm. and you take that blast head on apply directly to the forehead (laughs) yes (laughs) and you take 22 force damage okay remarkably she is not down Woo! Actually, no, I think she slumps down, but she's not unconscious. Thank God. So what? Uh, how much HP do you have left, out of curiosity? Nine. Oh, good. <laughs> yeah, That's I better than me. This is force damage, so this thing rocks you like you feel your bones cracking because you're point blank right in this thing's face. Your ribs like crush a little bit and you skid back a couple of feet. And I think you just sort of hang your head, your arms go limp at your sides, and you stay standing. Cool. And the gouth has been destroyed. That wasn't so bad. (laughs) (laughs) Says our unconscious captain. (laughs) I mean, I I should also do... How much damage was that that I say? That was 20-something? 22. 22? Yeah, the the wolf, the dire wolf, and Packy Dio. Um, Packy Dio's woken up. (laughs) Packy Dio gets up like, like, what the fuck? (laughs) Unfortunately, Direwolf, who is perched atop Packy Dio, just goes flying backwards like, (laughs) (laughs) Oh no, I love him. (laughs) Congratulations. You guys have solved my uh, Um, my gout puzzle. I'm deciding now. The Direwolf just makes husky noises. (gasps) Oh no! no. He's a dire husky. He makes the saddest, (laughs) most pathetic sounds. It's so loud all the time. All right. Good job, everybody. Congratulations. <laughs> you did it. We did it. I'm going to Packy Dio because it's mm-hmm. taking up a lot of space. Bye, Packy Dio. I can go back down to normal size. Got it. There we are go. you okay? I'll live. How's, how are things over there? Is the captain all right? <laughs> exactly the same as usual. <laughs> I, I didn't ask that. Is he all right? Exactly the same. He'll be fine. <laughs> Finch shouts from across the room. Oh, Finch approaches Elias's stupid unconscious form. They kneel down. They take their last healing stim out of their bag. And they administer it. I don't know. They're not going to, like, rudely jam it into him. Whatever. <laughs> I mean, you know. You know. All right. Oh, you get max heals. Uh, oh, 12. Yeah. 12 HP, Hell yeah. Please. I'm 12 now. Thank you for the 12. 
I've become 12. Jabbed some health right into you. Ah. You sure did. I think he wakes up. He's like, oh, ah. Oh, hi. Ghost is dead, right? I mean, it it was already dead, but it is now like, dispersed. Like more, more dead, like double dead? Du- how, how does sure. that work? Double dead. We'll go good. Right. Are you alright? I'm fine. Alright. That's good. Thank you for asking. Can I give you a hand up, Captain? Uh, that would be great, actually. Thank you very much. Finch will reach out a hand and, and help Zelias get to his feet. What a helpful buddy. Yeah. Do you maybe want to take a look at that collar? No, not really. Yeah, I think when they help him up, they just kind of lean in real close and look. All right. Roll me investigation. They use their eyeballs to look. Stop getting in my grill all the time. Stop dying all the time. Stop dying all the time. <laughs> you don't get a choice. Dirty 20. So remember that uh, that crack that was going through the, the magic rune? Mm-hmm. Uh, it looks a little like it's spread a little more. Captain, I have wonderful news. The crack in your collar is even larger than it was before you cast Fireball on yourself. I, look, I didn't cast it on myself that time. You were caught in it. Well, yeah, you took it but... right to the face. Yeah, I, but I didn't take all the damage to it. Because you have that ring. Yeah, it's good. It is good. I'm glad you have that ring. I wish I you hadn't he's... taken any damage. <laughs> he's feeling around at the collar like, where is the crack? I want to know where the crack's at. I think Finch will notice him doing that and they'll take his hand and they'll use their hand to like put his fingertips where the crack is. Oh, that got his finger to the crack. All right. Uh, yep, that's yeah. what they're doing. <laughs> that's what you said with your mouth. That's mm-hmm. yep. Mm-hmm. All right, that's fine. Okay. Oh, look, there it is. Huh. Yep. Maybe my magic's better now. Mm. Well, maybe we're one step closer to dying in a black hole. Uh, or that's a thing also, I suppose. But at that time was actually kind of an accident. I didn't mean to explode myself. I was trying to blow up that thing. Uh-huh. All right. Sure. Well, I'm not trying to die on purpose. Uh, aren't you, though? Not really, no. This is just how I fight. Most people who don't want to die on purpose don't cast fireball on themselves. I didn't cast it on myself. All right, they don't cast fireball in the location where they will also be hit by that fireball. <sighs> I imagine Ao and Galva are just over here, just hearing this argument. Ao's tuned them out by now and is looking at this big console. I was about to say, I bet Ao isn't even paying attention. <laughs> Good for her. Like, this is just a Tuesday at this point. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I would like to say that Finch and Zelias continue to bicker like an old married couple while Ao does the real work. I, I love that visual image. Ao is MVP. Please tell us about this console. Alright, so yeah, you guys have survived. Uh, and who was who was rolling on the uh, on the console again? I'm going to roll on the console. Okay. I mean that literally. I'm going to roll on the She's going to get up there and just start rolling around. Mm-hmm. No, I'm going to... Oh, that's cute. Uh, technology roll? Yes. I was going to hang back and watch for the moment. She doesn't want to bleed all over it. Yep, so I got an 18. Okay. So the console is receiving power. It's not displaying anything right now, but it is receiving power. It looks like one of the, the that do you remember that big generator down in the basement, the one that was in the center of the room? Yeah. Looks like that's what's powering this. Ah, we left that on, right? You sure did. Okay. Can I find like an on button or a, like wake up from sleep? Yeah, I think if you just start like bapping keys, it'll wake itself up. Bap, bap, bap. Bapping them like a cat. So when the console springs to life, it starts going through some initiation, uh, initiating, uh, going through files and whatnot. Mm-hmm. And you see on one of the holographic screens that pops up, it looks like there is a little bit of data corruption. 
that large generator in the center downstairs mm-hmm. also serves as a very high-end server for something very big. And as it's kind of running its diagnostic, trying to partition off whatever might be corrupted or whatever, mm-hmm. it takes a couple of minutes, and then suddenly a holographic image springs to life. Mm-hmm. Sorry, real quick before we move on. Mm-hmm. This, like, this whole console, mm-hmm. is it designed for, like, medium-sized creature, or is it designed for, like, a giant? That's a good question. It's actually a combination of both. Huh. Yes. So, I think AO might have to, like, physically jump across for some keys. Yes. You know what? Galva will put her spleen back in and <laughs> do whatever <laughs> AO asks her to help operate this. You slurp your spleen back in. <laughs> She's probably okay. She's probably more singed right now. Yeah. Got like a nasty bite somewhere. Yeah. So a, a hologram springs to life, and it is a towering hologram that appears atop the console at first. And the form is shapeless at first. It starts to move down towards the center of the room where the eye of Denier is. And mm-hmm. as it moves, it gains more of a definitive shape. And it takes the appearance of an old, sagely man in flowing white and tan robes. He's bald with an enormously long beard that reaches down to his knees, braided ornately with a few tassels woven into the hair. So it's, you know, those, like, the tassels are graduation caps? Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Those are woven into the beard. But what really catches your attention, once the face takes a more definitive form are his eyes. They are deep purple with spiraling galaxies for pupils. Mm. And he slowly turns to regard all of you and says... Well, both of us. The other two are apparently on the oh, yeah. still fighting. Our I mean, bickering. we can show up if you want us to. Well, but... he, he, he scans the room and kind of sees what's going on and says, Welcome! 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 Oh, I hate friends it. To... Oh, hold on, I got this. <laughs> uh, uh, no, 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 that's not necessary. I, I, I'm, I'm, I, I'm, hold, hold, please. And then you just, it sounds like a dial up tone. Mm-hmm. And then he goes, Well, well, that's unfortunate. It appears this record of me is co- 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 corrupted. Um, is there a way to uncorrupt it? So, 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 searching. This is very annoying. I'm, I'm afraid that there is no known way to recover. Mm. And then he kind of like shakes his head. He just goes, and he just goes, uh, oh, excuse me, friends. I, I, I apologize. I'm, I appear to be having some I- issues, but, uh, well, welcome to my temple. Are are you Denier? I I I I am I am a backup of Denier, technically. Oh but God, yes. this voice is making me so angry. Good. <laughs> <laughs> what 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 brings you all here? Shit! What did we come here for? I don't remember. <laughs> We're over here I mean, I mean, I guess we can catch up with the crew now that the big talking horrible thing mm. is talking to our friends. So I think while they're coming up, I climb over the statue. Why do you do that? I don't. <laughs> we were here looking for evidence of gods because they all disappeared. 
oh, well, that's but 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 bad. But uh, you appear to have found evidence. Me. <laughs> yeah. Well, we were also hoping to find some clue as to possibly um, where the gods disappeared to. Uh, to clarify, it's not all the gods. It's just the um, the good-leaning ones. You know, the lawful kind. So, when you say that, he, this image of Denier seems to get a very grave expression on his face, and he goes, the lawful gods are missing, you say? You're like Porky Pig over here. They have been, yes, for a very long time. Hundreds of years at this point. I see. Well, hmm. What, one moment, I need to scan my data banks. Duel. So he kind of freezes in place, and you see the rainbow wheel appear in front of him. Okay. Oh, <laughs> and then he snaps back to life and goes, Oh, well, that's unfortunate. I realize this long pause is you waiting for us to ask, What's unfortunate? So I shall do so. Um, <laughs> now, I just wanted to see how long you'd fucking hold out for. What have you discovered? Well, uh, my memory appears to be co- 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 corrupted. <laughs> How badly is it corrupted? Well, I won't know until you try to access certain partitions of me. Well, let's push all of his buttons. I imagine if you ask questions, I will see if I can provide the answers. If I'm unable to, well, then it's likely that that information has been lo- 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 lost. Alright. What's the most recent thing that you remember? Scanning. Just a date is fine. Okay. So out of character, because I don't have actual, <laughs> like, years, because okay. that's a, an incredibly hard thing, considering that you guys are gallivanting around the universe and, and time is different everywhere mm-hmm. in proportion to everything else. As far as a date, let's just say he gives you a date that is, like, thousands of years old. Okay. On the galactic calendar. All right. I guess the other thing we can ask... Do you have any records of a collision of planets between this one and another? Scanning. I have no records of a collision that has transpired. However, it appears that Golbathia was being prepared for a collision course. Well, it happened. Oh! (laughs) Neat! (laughs) He kind of looks around and says, I'm amazed that I'm still here. Interesting. Yeah, it's super interesting. Uh, so one thing we can start by asking. Do you know what the purpose of this facility was? Scanning. Yes, we were researching the uh, 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 amalgam. What? What did you learn about the amalgam? I'd like to point out, not everyone got to... Oh, yes. Oh, yeah. Like, <laughs> that was a thing Finch read. So Galva's like, the fuck? Oh, well... I mean, if he can answer that okay. question, Galva will learn about it. So Denier goes, one moment, and a, another holographic screen appears up on the console. And it is a record in just a whole bunch of different, it's cycling through a bunch of different languages. So Denier goes, what language is easier for you to read? Um, Common, if you can do that. 
he nods and just sort of and snaps his fingers, and all of the characters on the screen switch to common. Woo! So the record is a little corrupted, but you're able to get some information. So what they have on the amalgam is that it is apparently something that comes from beyond the Clockwork Nebula, so somewhere else in the universe. They have not been able to pinpoint its origin, but it looks like, based off of research entries and who they're tagged by, a number of the gods were operating and were active at this time. Notably, you see something from Helm indicating, like, uh, you know, how can we protect the Clockwork Nebula from this threat? Mm-hmm. And also, they were looking into progenitor technology that they believed would be able to safeguard them from the amalgam. Hmm. I have a question. Y- yes? Why is this called the amalgam? Searching. So it looks like, like they're really starting to go through the records and whatnot. Mm-hmm. So what it manages to come up is a file. Mm-hmm. A lot of it is unfortunately corrupted, but there is one image file that is not corrupted. Okay. And opening up this file, you see basically almost a uh, a blurry cam footage from the moment the sun was snuffed out on Creon. Ooh. Okay. Mm. Is this the footage that we've seen before? Yes, it's a still image. Ah, neat. Was this taken on Creon? And Denier looks at it and says, Yeah, 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 yes. I I believe that is accurate. This thing that snuffed out the sun, that is that is what you're calling the amalgam. Yes. Yes, that is correct. But and Gal's like searching the picture because her question is, why are you calling it the amalgam? The rest of the file is corrupted. Like he does not have that answer. She looks very concerned. And also, like, she still only has 9 HP. <laughs> well, <laughs> yeah. Galva, you don't happen to have any healing potions, do you? I, I I, do. I'll take them in a minute. Um, Perhaps now might be a better chance to do it. Don't put it off. All right. <laughs> she, she steps off to the side to just stab herself with some stim packs. Uh, okay. <laughs> Too bad we don't have it, like... Capri Sun form. <laughs> juice boxes. <laughs> yeah, you, you think someone would think about doing it that way. We need juice boxes and crackers. <laughs> Let's make some. Yeah. It's 1d4 plus 4, right? It's 2d4, 2D4 plus, plus 4. 4. Okay, 2d4. But yeah, keep asking questions. It's fine. Do you know how long ago this was? Finch is indicating the event on Creon. So, based on the timestamp and the date that he gave you, they're around the same time. Around the same time as what? When they were researching the amalgam like how to safeguard against it and, oh, and the, okay. the attack on creon so it was current news yeah it was around like it seems like they were researching the amalgam and then based on this timeline creon was attacked after that so they knew it was coming to the clockwork nebula and then what happened on creon is it got here okay uh so here's another question those murals on the wall what exactly do they depict so Denier looks around and says, ah, yeah, 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 yes. Yes, these these murals d- depict the pro, pro, progenitors and how they settled the Clockwork Nebula. So he will, the hologram will disappear and appear at the one where they're smashing the rocks. Mm-hmm. He sort of gives a, a guided tour. I'm not going to do this voice because it's killing my throat. 
and otherwise I'm not going to be able to accurately okay, convey good. everything. That's totally fine. Yeah. Okay. So he explains, so in this first mural, they were, wherever the progenitors came from in space, their galaxy, their, yeah, their, their whole galaxy or whatever, they sensed the amalgam was coming. And so they mined their worlds for resources. And then he moves to the one where they're building something. With the amalgam bearing down on them and destroying worlds left and right, they pooled their resources as best they could to create arcs. And then he goes to the one where, they, um, where they're settling. And they use their arcs to leave their home and they came to the Clockwork Nebula where they settled on four different worlds broke down the arcs for resources to create settlements and started to spread out throughout the Clockwork Nebula. And the final one where they're raising swords is they were using what remained of those arcs combined with their new resources to basically create what the Clockwork Nebula is as sort of this bastion, where if the amalgam should come and find them, they would be able to defend against it. Mm -hmm. I think... Galvo's going to speak up to follow that up with the next question. Mm -hmm. So, the crests on the statues, what are those representing? Ah, yeah, yes. Those are the crests of the four progenitor cl 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 clans. So, Denier will go to each statue individually, and he will appear in front of the statue with the hammer and the crescent moon. Mm -hmm. And he will say... I'm not going to say these in the voice because they're hard to say anyway. So That's fair. The Hammer and the Moon represents the Ortho-Rudar clan. Orthopedic insert clan. Yeah, you got it. <laughs> <laughs> so the Ortho-Rudar clan is the Hammer and the Moon. The Split Mountain is known as the Nishmid clan. Nice meat clan. The nice meat clan. <laughs> Love it. That's my favorite. The Nishmid clan. The tree with the Beast Prince, is known as the Marboset Clan. Marboset. And the Sword and the Sun are known as the Syrshist Clan. Do you have more information on them? She looks concerned. Okay, so he says, the only other information that I have on them is that their t -t -t technology was mostly d destroyed once they settled in order to keep it from more nefarious pur 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 purposes. When more people came from other galaxies to settle the nebula, they were afraid people might misuse their great abilities. Well, they weren't wrong. <laughs> oh, has so, so, so something happened? Um, have you heard of the Adamantine Authority? The Aether Council? Scanning? Yes, I have heard of the Aether Council. Huh. Right. Um, well, they're not doing good things with the tech. Oh, that is unfortunate. The Aether Council in my time was a force of peace and pro pro prosperity. <laughs> Wonder what changed. Well, I mean, I suppose if you look at it in a certain way, they're still for peace and prosperity, mostly their own. Um, but, you know, if you tilt your head and squint a bit, I guess you can kind <laughs> of see where they came from. So there is also one other thing, just to point out. All of the other races that are coming to the Clockwork Nebula 
are all migrating from similarly destroyed galaxies. Uh, so the progenitors aren't the only ones that built the arcs, presumably. The progenitors are the ones that built the arcs that first settled the Clockwork Nebula. Everyone else kind of got here not as in force, so to say. Mm-hmm. Like, So there were a lot of the progenitors. There were a lot of giant kin originally. The other races, uh, not many people survived. Oh, bummer. Mm-hmm. They just sort of trickled in. But yeah, they didn't come as in. So like where there were four arcs for the giants, the others were talking like a single arc that barely made it. Oh. Uh. Yeah. So whatever happened to these other galaxies, they didn't have enough time to prepare to escape. Interesting. They couldn't make these massive self-sustaining arcs to find any, you know, this was just like, hey, there's life signs out there. We just need to hope we make it. Good luck, everybody else. (laughs) Out of character questions. So is this the first time that we're learning about this portion of the migration? In terms of history? Yes. As far as a detailed account, yes. Okay. A lot of what's taught in in history classes is, you know, the giants were the first one to settle and then other races came. The fact that they came from destroyed galaxies is, it's kind of loosely implied, but also Mm -hmm. like, well, we don't know technically Big Shrug. Oh, I see. It's mostly brushed over. All right. Yeah. So this is like more detail to that big shrug. Mm-hmm. So this is not like brand shiny new information. No. Okay. No. It's theorized that people who came from the other galaxies were refugees. Okay. Mm-hmm. They just, it could be, you know, refugee can mean anything. It could be political refugee. It could be, okay. you know, whatever. But the fact that the, that there there are records here that are detailing that the people that came from these other galaxies, the other races, like elves, dwarves, changelings, tritons, doesn't matter. All these other races that migrated here came from similarly destroyed galaxies. Mm. And the fact that everyone else isn't being like, oh, it was something else that destroyed it, it's a pretty surefire bet that whenever the amalgam is brought up, that's what destroyed these other galaxies. Right, yeah. Because they're not talking about like other threats. Everyone else who's arrived there, and at this point too, like you saw the other uh, in the murals, the researchers, you know, downstairs on the screens. Right. It wasn't just the giants that were working here. Yeah, it was all these other mm-hmm. other little dudes. It was a bunch of people. Yeah, and just to verify, out of character, have mm-hmm. we brought this all up before? Because I don't remember the whole other races coming here from other destroyed galaxies. Well, not it hasn't been brought up that they were destroyed. Okay. It's just general knowledge that, you know, the Giants settled here first and then the other races came after. Okay. No, I, I'm just out of character as a player. I don't remember this being right. mentioned before. Right. Okay. Yeah, that's why I was asking for clarification, because I knew, like, everybody came to the Clockwork Nebula from different places, but not why. Yes. Right. So now we have the answer to that question. Correct. Hmm. Uh, I got a couple more in-character questions. So do I. Sure. Uh, so you- you said that everybody migrated here. Is there any records of any native species of the Clockwork Nebula? Anything that was just already here and developed here? So, Denier scans, and he says, well, well, that's uh, uh, odd. What's odd? There is something that matches your query, but I am locked out of it. Ugh. What? Well, who would have locked you out? What? Well... I imagine myself. <laughs> nice one. 
I, I did not expect to be corrupted. Well, that's you fair. mean you or the non backup denier? The the non backup denier, the the real denier that I am a digital co- 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 copy of. Mm. Speaking of the non digital denier, do you have any idea or thoughts on where the gods might go, where they might have disappeared to? My last recollection is that they were pre- preparing themselves to fend off the amalgam. All right. Um, was there a location that they would be doing that? Kenning. Uh, un- unfortunately, it appears they did not know where the amalgam would strike. Hmm. But it got to Creon. So Denier is kind of doing some searching in his own, whatever he can gather. And he goes, ah, I, I-, I see. Yes? What what have you found? I, I believe I found where the gods were supposed to co- convene. Ooh? Alright, where were they supposed to convene? A world called Midjurd Halag. Gazootite. Yeah, <laughs> right. I'll put this in the chat. Who knows Dwarven? Me! Me! Okay, so Midjurd Halag in Dwarven translates to Godworld in common. Hmm. <laughs> well, that's a little bright on the nose, isn't it? <laughs> did it did it have any other names? Any features distinguishing? Denier goes scanning. Unfortunately, it appears that this is the only known record I have of Midjurd Halak, and they will display just a somewhat redacted file. Again, this is in Dwarven, but it appears that this file is a place in the Clockwork Nebula where the gods were all requested to meet by the Aether Council. Hmm. Now, is that all the gods, or like I was saying, just the lawful ones who would be interested in in preventing the Amalgam from destroying things? The lawful gods. Ah, of course, of course. I see. Hmm. (laughs) But keep in mind, right now, in this time period when this was the Aether Council was good, for a given value of good. Right. Well, you haven't... There's nothing st- stating that they were... Like, the, the gods were actively working with them. Okay. Yeah, I mean, there's there's also no indication that this wasn't their turning point. Sure, okay. We don't know anything about that yet. Yeah, we don't have enough information to work on. Yeah. Okay, so, um, remind me real quick. How long ago was this in the timeline? Uh, thousands of years ago. Thousands of years ago, and the gods disappeared thousands of years ago? Yes. So, okay, so maybe this this um, meeting was not necessarily the uh, the actual disappearance, but we're getting to be, like, around that time. Correct. Okay. <laughs> All right, is there anything in the record that indicates what took place at that meeting or what happened after it? Scanning. So after a couple of minutes, he just goes, it appears any records of what took place at this meeting have been deleted. Hmm. Um, is there any way to find out who deleted them? Scanning. It appears a member of the Aether Council accessed the database. Which one? Hmm. Hmm. Yes, which one? And is there a timestamp on that? That too, yeah. So, Denier is, uh, is going through all the records and whatnot. So, the name that comes up is Nesmid Runearm. Well, that sounds dorfy. And I need you to 
give me a history check. Oh boy. Everybody? Yeah. Might as well. Nope, I've never heard of this clown. <laughs> no, I got an 11. Oh, wow. I invented this guy. Oh, God. I'm glad <laughs> you did. I rolled a nat 20. Plus 4. 24 for Jaboy. Oh, I also got an 11. Oh, my God, you guys. I'm so smart. Yeah, you invented this clown. I invented this man. <laughs> or lady. Or lady. We don't know. Or neither. None of you know, except Elias, who literally made this person up on the spot. <laughs> um, <laughs> He's my D&D character. Elias, <laughs> uh-huh. you have heard this name spoken with incredible reverence among the Ether Council and Adamantine Authority. Mm-hmm. They're considered an almost holy figure. Okay. They're the ones that essentially established the Ether Council and the treaties with the giant kin. Oh, okay. Hmm. They're not a bad person, though. And, and, and like, from what is generally accepted as, as history, like, they're the one that approached the giant kin and were like, listen, we need to work together. They extended the olive branch. Everything they done, and this isn't, like, either council painted history. Right. This is as a matter of public record. Nesmit Runearm was, like, practically a saint. Oh. Huh. This dwarf was, you know, they signed and created treaties. They went out of their way to include all of as many races as possible into the Ether Council originally. Because, you know, just as a reminder, when the Ether Council was formed, it was made up of all of the races, not primarily dwarves like it is now. Right, mm-hmm. right. So they're the ones that when, whenever there were new refugees that came to the Clockwork Nebula, Nesmid was the first one to kind of spearhead the movement to integrate them into this shared civilization this is a very prominent figure and has always been associated with just you know good things being a solid dude yeah there's statues all over the clockwork nebula yeah the, the, like pr- pretty much a saint cool huh. dwarf jesus the nesmid rune arm crazy so yeah i mean honestly even with your terrible history roles guys you've heard the name Okay. Sure. I mean, Mm -hmm. if they're this godly, then yeah, that makes sense. Yeah. They've only ever been associated with good things. Okay. And so Nesmid Runarm is the one who deleted the record of the meeting. Huh. Okay. Well, shit, why'd you do that? Or do you not know that either? I'm sorry. I'm I'm not sure. Uh All right. Well, that's Mm -hmm. fine. I, I imagine, though, that if Nesmid is the one that did it, then he had a good reason. Blech. I don't know, probably. Mm. All right, well, that's all I got. Uh, another out-of-character question. Mm-hmm. Are the names of the four worlds that the giant can settled, like, are those common knowledge? Yeah, I was going to ask about that when we were done with plundering the god history, but... They are not common knowledge. Okay. Like, it's been so long and the technology has been dispersed so far throughout the Clockwork Nebula that the original four progenitor worlds, no one knows what they are anymore. Okay. Maybe this goofball does. Yeah, let's ask him. Yeah. All right. So, yeah, let's ask about the four worlds. Take it away. Right. Um, do you happen to know, can you tell us the, um, the names of the four worlds the giant kin originally settled when they came to the Clockwork Nebula? Scanning. So four worlds will appear in holographic form, complete with the emblem of the clan that settled it. 
Okay. So I'm going to give you the names and the clans. The Hammer and Moon clan, the Orthrodar clan, settled the world Xerus. Mm-hmm. The Split Mountain, or the, the Naishmid clan, the one that their emblem looks like Galva's family crest, mm-hmm. is the planet of Nenia. The Tree, or the, uh, the Marbaset clan, uh, settled the world of Langor. And the Syrishis clan, the Sword and Sun, settled the world of Bala. Bola. Right. Um, and then where are those worlds located? So, I'm just going to say, you're going to get coordinates. Right now, nothing exists in those those coordinates right now. Because again, not, everything yeah. moves. Thank universe moves. God we get clear answers on these things. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> so, unfortunately, the coordinates that you're going to get are the ones of where they were thousands of years ago. Can you tell us, and then Finch will very carefully remove the spiral-bound star charts from their bag? That they okay. brought from downstairs. Where mm-hmm. are these charts from? Those are the ones that you found downstairs. Here? Yes. Okay. So Denier will explain that those charts were made here in the observatory. They were mapping the night sky of where they, they were trying to track down the amalgam. Oh, okay. Yeah. Again, they're thousands of years old. Oh, mm-hmm. these look very yeah. good for thousands of years old. Wow. Yeah, they're not dust. Good parchment. Yeah. Very good parchment. Super <laughs> good paper. Great. Well, now we know that. Paper. I mean, this entire building kind of acts like a humidor to like protect everything until Zelaya's just blew a hole in in the wall. Uh, yeah. So whatever whatever's left is going to start quickly becoming uh, subject to time. I cast mending on the wall. <laughs> Thirty seven hundred. Well, I guess at least the adamantine authority can't find it. Oh, yeah. I mean, they probably could, but... You cast Mending on the wall, despite the fact that you have just erased a half of a library downstairs. Yeah. <laughs> well, it shouldn't have been sitting there. <laughs> Sorry okay. about your books, mate. Oops. What What happened to my books? No, nothing. Don't worry about it. It's fine. <laughs> it's just staring a thousand-yard stare. <laughs> Denier just is confused but shrugs because they can't really leave to go look. <laughs> <laughs> Galvis thinking. Yeah, that's fine. Take your time. I almost feel like she'd also want to ask about the rune stuff. I don't think Finch ever mentioned like specifically the rune. Well, no, she's taken a look at that college. She's she's seen that there's runes on on it as well. Oh, that's a good idea. Can we have you know? this hologram guy look at Zelaya's collar? Oh, I was just going to start by asking broadly about, like, rune magic and rune technology. Yeah. All right. All right, let's let's start very broad here. Do you have any information on runes, like magic runes and rune technology, anything of that sort? Uh, I believe I have some. Uh, All right. Um, How to lead into (laughs) it. Shoves Elias forward. Look at this thing we have. (laughs) Well, is she asking about the color, or is she asking more about, like, her own rune yes. manipulation? <laughs> both. Um, let's start with the collar. Yeah. Maybe it'll answer two questions at, at the same time. Okay. Okay, so... Are you familiar with the sort of technology that's used here? So Denier kind of gets up in Zelias's grill a little bit, uh... leans in, and just, hmm. Uh... Getting. And they kind of move around you, Zelias, look at the collar, and... Oh, I don't love that. 
And then Denier goes, ah, yes. These rooms were being developed here. here. Oh, really? Yes. What were they being developed for? To bind exceptionally powerful beings. Well, they fucked it up, didn't they? I mean, they're binding you. They are, yes. Not really. It got better, all right. A little bit. Well, how do I get this not on me anymore? How about that one? So Denier looks and says, you're not meant to. Not meant to take it off. Correct. Well, how, okay, but how can I do it anyway? This sequence of runes is meant to be permanent. All right, but uh, okay, that's great and all. <laughs> Tell me how to get it off. I'm afraid I can't. Use your best guess. Is there someone who could? They probably died thousands of years ago. Well, they're a literal god. Look, if someone was developing this, they must have had some sort of way to undo it if something went wrong, some sort of failsafe. What is is there anything we could do to fix it? Fix it as in remove it. Yes. So Denier says scanning. I believe the person who was the head of this development project was Lady Mistra. <laughs> right, a god. Perfect. I love it. That's great. <laughs> <laughs> one of the missing ones that we are trying to find oh! so the one that you were interacting with when everything went wrong yeah that one so do you have any more information about how it generally works like is it just the runes themselves that are doing it is it the metal and I'd like to know a little bit more about What's making it function? Well, have you ever seen this put on anyone before? How did that go? All right, yeah, let's start with that. I want to know things. So, Denier says, when this was being researched, we had not successfully bound anybody. <sighs> okay, well, I guess it was a long time ago. Did you try? Scanning. We successfully... Yes, several attempts were made. How did those end? <laughs> It just didn't work? According to these records... Don't say death. The attempts were unsuccessful. Mm-hmm. Alright, well... Hmm. Un- unsuccessful in binding, or unsuccessful in um, persisting after the binding? How did the subjects fare? Kidding. The subjects survived. Oh, well, survival's good. I like the way that sounds. Survival is good, yes. Mm-hmm. But it appears they were missing a key component. It looks as though they found it. Well, what's that? Probably the metal. Probably. Denier, yeah, points to the collar itself. Oh, all right. This is neutronium, am I correct? (laughs) Sure fucking is. Yes. Yes, you're right. It appears neutronium was the missing element. Hmm, Congratulations, you solved the riddle. I'm just delighted by that. <laughs> I don't Woo! feel very good about solving this particular riddle. Go us! What materials were they using before that? So, Denier will bring up a bit of a corrupted file. They were trying other magical metals like Orihalcum mm-hmm. and Mithril and things like that. Nothing was really working. And okay. again, as you know, mining neutronium is incredibly hard. Yep. Yeah. How did they do it? I mean, this guy won't know because they didn't have it back then. We're still figuring that out. Yeah. Denier would not have that information. There was one instance that they used paper and it worked surprisingly well before failing. (laughs) (laughs) 
the, the same paper that the maps are made out of. <laughs> <laughs> oh, shit. Nintendium. Oh, shit. <laughs> oh, shit. The ultimate mythical metal. Mm-hmm. Do you have more information on how it how it works on how someone else could start developing this technology like you, I, this can't be the only thing you've made from it with the runes i mean so he does some scanning and says it appears that these files are also locked Groovy. did denier lock them or did someone else lock them it appears denier uh myself locked them the real me Yes, right. Gathered that much. All all right. History of this technology. Is there anything about that? Scanning. Unfortunately, that has also been locked. Uh, Can we bring you with us? Like, eject you from that and just make you ours? Not a bad idea. Nah, it's my only good one today. So, Denier goes, I'm, I'm sorry, but... I'm not sure you're able to do that. You see, I'm not- Ah, we can try! I start pulling on things. I am not housed in this console. Ah, fuck. Where are you at? Where are you housed? housed? They bring up a schematic of the very large generator that Zelias was climbing on downstairs. Oh, I was (laughs) wondering about that. Um, what's inside that generator? Is it expensive? Uh, Me. Um, I hope you don't take this the wrong way. Um, what what do you look like inside there? Are you like a glowing ball of bright energy? That's oh, a weird ass question. No, no, <laughs> no. I'm I'm lines of code. Just code. Lots hmm. and lots and lots and lots of code. Maybe we can download them and give Mood a friend. Unless you have a flash drive the size of I don't know a Winnebago. Let me check my inventory. <laughs> to, to download the consciousness of a god? Uh, let's see. That's not going to be something that you're going to be able to do. I have a secret door scanner. Would that work? No. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, you could try. You could find Denier's secret back door. I don't know. Oh, oh boy. No. Oh, God. All right, well, it seems kind of depressing to just leave him here, but I don't know what else to do. That's okay. I'll just go into sleep mode. Oh, how sad. Oh, I don't like this. Sleep is nice, though. I imagine that the real me is out there somewhere. That's true. You are just kind of a code. A, a what? Line of code. Oh, okay. One single line. Weird. So, do not weep for me. I'm serving my function. No, no, it's I'm over it. It's fine. Oh, that reminds me. Oh. There is... Something that the real me instructed to give someone if they were to find me. Oh, presence. I hope it's not an explosion. Ah, please. No more. It's an explosion. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, no. I've already had too many of those today. So now, on the map, if you look on the map, there's the central sort of white disc of the pupil of the eye of Denier. Yeah, the pupil. That white bit of tile starts to rise up and it shows a chamber. And in that chamber is an old mechanical scope. Ooh, presence. All right, what's that then? Is it similar to the sextant in, like, general composition? uh, The The astrolabe, yes. Astrolabe, yeah. Yes, it is. Sextant. All right, we'll take that, but we're not going to feed it to Moot. No, unless Moot really wants it. Or we're going to do it in a uh, more controlled way so he doesn't get it all at once. Yeah. That, yes. 
What are you going to do? Break it into pieces? <laughs> <laughs> I mean, if that's what it's like, like. Like a graham cracker? <laughs> <laughs> We're going to boot mood up into safe mode or what the fuck ever. <laughs> I mean, we can access it from a virtual machine or something like that. Yeah. Oh, yeah. You just fuck it all up with weird shit. Access the scope? Like, you know how we, like, just shove the astrolabe in and... Right. If we create, like, a like a sub-environment in the hard drive of Moot, that we can open the this thing in. We give Moot a split personality. Dude, well, evil Moot. The, the scope itself, it's like a spyglass, like an ancient spyglass. It's not digital in any way. Still. But, I mean, the astrolabe wasn't digital. Yeah. Right, okay. And Moot just snacked on it. Oh, so you just try to, so you just want to create a partition to see if it does anything? Yeah. Okay. <laughs> just no, I'm put just, it in Moot's arm. I'm trying to understand how you want to feed this in pieces to Moot, and I, I'm just not understanding what you're trying to do. Okay. We're going to crack it in half and just kind of dump it in there. So those locked bits of information you have, do you think we can get a copy of it even though they're locked? Maybe we can find someone, or maybe the real denier to unlock it later. I'm not sure I can part with that information. Hold on. And he's going to see if he can create some type of a copy without, you know, destroying what's left of the integrity of his entire system. Eh. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Sacrifices must be made. Wow. Well, no, I'm not done asking him questions. Oh, all right, fine. <laughs> Sacrifices must be made later. So I think he says, I believe I can create a type of backup. Should you find the real denier, however, doing so will take the remainder of my power. All in favor. I raise my hand. Finch does not raise their hand. <laughs> I was joking anyway, it's fine. Can you tell us what this is for? And they indicate the the scope, the spyglass. So the copy of denier says, it is meant to be a tool for upgrading. Upgrading what? Scanning. I'm afraid I'm not sure. This part has been also locked off. Oh. Hmm. This is getting interesting. Did Daniel lock that information off as well? No. This one has been locked by Nesmid. Nesmid Runarm. Huh. Hmm. Hmm. Huh. Alright, no, that's fine. Not weird at all. It appears to be part of a weapon. Well, that's not new information. I like where this is going. Yeah, I know. I'm gonna put it on the gun. Ew. <laughs> Ew. Yes, actually, I like that idea. Put it on the gun. <laughs> it's a scope. <laughs> M- mount the spyglass on a gun. It's a super scope, Ant. Yep. Oh, thank goodness. Can you tell us about this weapon? Is there any information on that, or is that locked as well? Uh, yeah, it's locked. Fuck. I, uh, I'm fishing for information about Moot. I'm not getting anything. I'm sorry. Okay. Maybe we can just describe Moot to him. Not Moot the hologram, but like Moot the ship. Like, have you ever heard of this ship that can fly and also do other things? <laughs> Actually, do you have any information on ships? Let You don't have to tell us what it is. Just have you recorded any information on ship schematics or anything like that? So Denier will do some scanning and say... It appears some ships were in active development, but that is all I know. Hmm. Could one of these ships be like a super weapon? Ooh. It is entirely possible, but right. I don't know 
what the ship would look like or be. Man, why didn't they give you more shit to give us? Ugh, I, ugh, I'm annoyed by this. Well, I think it was all locked away. Yeah, and also yeah. some idiot thought that was a good idea. Yes, this rune arm fellow. Maybe don't call the god Denier an idiot. No, the other guy. Oh, the, yes, the rune arm. I mean, I'll sure. call whoever I want an idiot. What are they going to do, smite me? They might. Bring it! <laughs> then you get smited. I yell at this guy, bring it to me! <laughs> oh, no! Oh, no! Uh, does a 24 hit? Yeah, dude! <laughs> oh, God's back! I found him! All I had to do was challenge him to a duel. All you had to do was call him a coward. Oh, my God! <laughs> like a coward! Oh, Come at me, you bitch! The answer was with us all along. Ah, yeah, see? I found God. <laughs> do I take damage? Or were you fucking making no, a play-play? I was screwing with you, you're fine. <laughs> <laughs> what about, um, do you have any information in more general terms on artificial intelligence? Such as yourself or, or some <laughs> other programs. Zanir literally looks at you and just opens his arm like, what do yes. you think? <laughs> yes. Um, <laughs> were other sorts of artificial intelligence in development as well? Scanning. Like buddies for you. No, it does not appear that there was any other in development. Is there any information about a creature, an energy source, a phenomenon um, that was um, trapped somehow? I'm not sure I understand the query. Hmm. Well, like a big evil dog? What are you talking about? Like, uh, where are all these goofy-ass questions coming from all of a sudden <laughs> with energy blobs and fuck nut? Yeah, yeah. You know, science shit really not sure how to ask this question. Tell me all your secrets! Um... <laughs> like that. No, that, that will not help. <laughs> that will not do. Um, what about um, development of power sources? Possibly infinite power sources? Scanning. I do not see any research on infinite power sources. What about finite ones? <laughs> Double A's? That would fall under all power sources, to my knowledge. You're right, that was a stupid question. <laughs> Did. This is driving you crazy, isn't it, Kiwi? This is driving me absolutely <laughs> insane. Hold on. So AO's gonna get on a comm. Hey, Moot. <laughs> Talk to this other AI for us. Yes, AO. What can I do for you? You wouldn't happen to have a serial number, would you? Unfortunately, I do not. Wanna make Ant talk to himself? Well, it was worth a try. Thank you. <laughs> I hope everyone is alright I heard a number of explosions No you didn't, it's fine That was the captain No, it's fine No, That was also me Um, that, Yeah, that one, I don't know, I was asleep I would like you all to stop exploding It was not my idea In fact, I'm pretty sure it was Denier's idea Oh, did you find Denier? Florida No, I found I, There was a large monster in here um uh what was it a goth a goth a, a goth was in here with you oh, a big goth, goth was in here. it was a goth in fact i think it was denier that left it that seems strange yep well i hope you're okay then i hopefully we'll see you soon yes i'm sure we'll be back shortly yeah we'll be back shortly we should be able to make it back oh in that case i will make sandwiches Yay. That would be wonderful. Thank you, Moo. Oh, God, I love you so much. You're so good. And they will hang up. All right. Wait, come back. You have to talk to Ant. <laughs> <laughs> so. 
Galva is going to ask the back of it. Did Denier have any other places like this that might have backups of his, his backups like you? So uh, Denier will uh, scan and say, unfortunately, no, it appears I am the only record. However, the intent was that if something should happen to Denier, that I would protect this information and give it to those who prove themselves worthy. Uh, well, I guess that's us, so thank you. Congratulations! <laughs> so did we do that by blowing up the monster, or like, how did that work? I'm not sure. Oh, but... <laughs> okay. Perhaps it was successfully navigating through that giant storm outside. Well, we did do that. Storm? Big old... Oh. Yes, Golbathia and Ikiri collided. They're, um, and Finch kind of gestures with their hands, like, Just mushing them together. Oh. They, um, they're sort of blending into one another. Um, oh. If you look out that giant hole there, you might actually be able to see their oh, holes. Yeah. I put that hole there, didn't I? You, so, you sure did. <laughs> Didier gets a little sad and says, oh, oh, well, if that is the case, then I imagine that eventually this temple will be no more. If I don't take it down on my way out first. Captain. That's a joke. Please don't. And actually, everybody roll me nature. <laughs> I'm a dick. Oh, I'm a dick with good nature rolls, though. Oh, good job on your nature roll. Uh, nope. Unnatural 20 for your boy. I got a five. Oh, no. I got oh. a 15. Nice, nice. Plus three. 14. All right, nature. So everyone except Ao, based on what you saw of how <laughs> Golbathia and Ikiri are sort of starting to blend to each other, it might take a couple of hundred years, but yes, eventually this temple will be consumed when both planets inevitably fuse completely. Now I feel less bad about blowing up all them books. You didn't feel bad to begin with. I know. <laughs> <laughs> you know me so well. Well, I mean, there's a couple hundred years, maybe we could find someone to go and, like, retrieve the giant... Denier repo. Maybe. Yeah, I mean, if we find the gods, they could probably help. They'll make yeah. a giant flash drive. I mean, if you want to roll me an insight check. Ugh, yeah. I guess we can do that. That's uh, 14 for me. 30, 20 insight. 12 insight. 23. Ooh, nice. Everyone but Galva, I think you all come to the same conclusion. If you can somehow manage to provide a safe route, Kelhorn could probably come and get as much of this information as he can, and bring it back to Doth. Holy shit. But yeah, if you could somehow get the information to Kelhorn and, and provide him with a safe method of travel, like to navigate the storm, mm -hmm. he might stand a chance of getting some of that information out of the temple before it inevitably gets consumed. Dick. Yeah. That would be amazing. Sure, we can do that. Mm -hmm. Yeah, we can arrange that. Like, again, there's a couple hundred years. We've got time. Yeah, I'm, it's at the bottom of my priority list. Yeah, you've, you've got time. I'm just saying, like... Kelhorn would be able to definitely safeguard it for you guys. Galva doesn't realize this, and she looks concerned. <laughs> no, that's fine. Anyway, I guess that means I won't blow this place up on our way outside. <laughs> Any more than you already have. Any more than I already have, yes. Oh, yeah, I, we've got a hundred, hundreds of years, but since Ant said the building has been blown out. Mm -hmm. I mean, the books are going to suffer more. The weather is going to get in here, so yeah, we should probably figure out how to get Kelhorn in here pretty soon. Mm-hmm. I'll put up a tarp. <laughs> a really big tarp. <laughs> That'll do it. <laughs> Nailed it. Perfect. No notes. <laughs> 360 no scope. So, 
Yeah. Is there anything else you'd like to say to Copy Denier? I don't have any ideas. Not that I can think of. I asked that there was more information about the four clans, right? And there was not? No. Um, nothing was coming up, just the worlds that they settled. Galva looks a little bummed right now. Aww. She wants answers, damn it. Yeah. Damn Finch it. wants answers too, but they're not getting very many. But I need to spread them out through the campaign. I know, Ugh. but in, out of character, I get it. In character, she's cranky. She has the big sads. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, no. She got blown up, and now she can't even find out what's going on with this nice mead clan. The nice mead well, clan. We have a name now, so. Yeah, yeah, we got a lot of stuff. Mm-hmm. We can do some digging elsewhere. A bunch of words were said to us. So many words were it's said true. to us. Should we conclude this? We might want to start heading out, yeah. Yeah, I think so. Okay, well, bye. Goodbye. <laughs> Thank you for your time. We might know somebody that could come and save a lot of these books before they uh, succumb to time. Oh, well, that would be wonderful. Thank you. <laughs> so, yeah, I think with that, we'll have to head out. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. And you guys took the scope, right? Yes. Yeah. yeah no, we left okay. it. No, we left it there. Yeah, we didn't. <laughs> Galva lingers, but she follows. Thanks for entertaining us for like an hour. We gotta go. Uh, nice dome you got here. Okay. It was nice to talk to somebody. It's been thousands of years. That's very depressing. That is quite depressing, yes. Yeah, I hope we were worth it. <laughs> you were amusing. Sorry about the hole in your wall. Uh, he looks at the wall and goes, oh, um, that's all right. Uh, most of the knowledge will likely be destroyed, which is sad. <laughs> but uh, I mean, the I books suppose... are in really rough shape right now anyway. They're crumbling uh, apart. I imagine you had a good reason. Uh, we are being attacked by ghosts and monsters. That is a good reason. Yeah. Okay, so once we're done uh, faffing about... Having a faff. Are we ever? Okay, so let me ask it this way then. Does anybody want to do anything else with them? I don't. No, I mean... No, I've asked all my questions. Okay, so before we leave, Ao is going to turn those things again and re-engage the shield. Okay. Oh, good call. Just if anyone comes here. And she's also going to mark each of the statues. <laughs> Sticky ah. notes, turn me first. <laughs> well, no, no, here's what's going to happen. Okay. Uh, she'll put it like a small mark in the bottom corner. Uh-huh. Like Sharpie or something. Like oh, one, two, three, four, but they're in the wrong order intentionally. Ah, okay. So she'll write down like the actual order that you're supposed to. Okay. But anyone looking that sees the one, two, three, four, and they do it, they're just going to get shocked. <laughs> Hopefully they'll just be electrocuted and die. Yes. Yep. Oh my god. Well, otherwise they'll just brute force it. They'll do what I was going to do. Yep. Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> get zapped on purpose for funsies. It's the only time you feel alive. <laughs> All right, let's limp our way back to the ship. Mm-hmm. Okay. Anyway, let's leave. We're going to fire off a message to Kelhorn. And uh, as okay. we leave... Mm-hmm. I want to take a little more caution um, exiting the planet. Okay. Maybe try and essentially like try and plot a course through it. Okay. That's a good idea. So if anyone follows us, we can give them information to maybe give them a better time. All right. So that if that's the case, I need you to roll me a deck save. Okay. And I also want you to roll me... Roll me nature. Okay. 
please accept this guidance cantrip on your nature. I was about to ask. Slap! <laughs> <laughs> okay. So, deck save is 25. Jesus Christ, nice. Nice. Okay. And then, 16, uh, 19. Yes. Okay. So, with 19, yeah, I think, first of all, you have no problems leaving the storm. Mm-hmm. I think you've familiarized yourself enough with the currents to be able to plot a route with the nav computer mm-hmm. that you are then able to kind of record so that, you know, when you send it off to Kelhorn, be like, hey, if you approach from this angle, you know, with some pretty specific instructions about like not fighting the air currents and mm-hmm. the distance of the storm, like you're, I think you're able to find where it's the thinnest. Yeah. And uh, yeah, I think you're able to successfully create a, uh, a record of your path out. Yeah. Nice. Delightful. Hmm. Wonderful. You did it. We did it. You guys solved my denier puzzle. With some difficulty. But we didn't find denier. We, we found kind of denier. We found like pseudo denier. Yeah, that's yes. true. Pseudo denier. Yeah, I guess. And you got a whole bunch of information, which just uh, left wait, these two wait. more questions. That just reminded me. Galva runs back and, and says, pseudo unlock the, the files. <laughs> denier crashes. <laughs> Oh, no. The entire temple falls out of the sky. Fuck! Oh, man. Well, that's fine. Well, you want to unlock the files. The best way to unlock it is to destroy it. That's... I didn't say I wanted to unlock them. I said pseudo-unlock them. I don't know what that means. (laughs) It's, um, it's a a thing in, in, like, command line. Pseudo means, it's basically super user do. It means do this as if I were the admin, because I said so. Oh, (laughs) I see. So... I guess we'll plot, unless anyone else has any objections, we should plot a course for FurryCon. I'm fine with that. Let's go to FurryCon. Let's not go to a FurryCon, but let's go to this other con. Furry Pride. It's absolutely going to take you some time to get there. Okay. Mm -hmm. So first of all, what are you going to do with the scope? I'm curious. (sighs) Take it and move. No. (laughs) Show it to Moot. Be like, we found a thing. Moot. So you're going to show it to Moot? Yeah. I I think we should show it to Moot. Yeah. It's Moots. Right. Moot says, oh, did you find that in Denier's temple? Nope. We sure did. Had um, it all along. Yeah, we did. The AI that was at the top of the temple actually gave it to us. I see. And he said that it was... It was for upgrades? It was for upgrading a weapon. That was it. Yeah. I see. Do you wish for me to interface with it? And you don't have to if you don't want to. I want you to do with it what you would like to do with it. If you wish to do nothing, then do nothing. Yeah. Allow me some time to consider my options. All right. We just set it up as a decoration somewhere. All right. We'll put it on your dildo wall. I don't want to do that. <laughs> <laughs> so you guys are going to be plotting a course to uh, Chandron, right? Mm-hmm. <laughs> yes. That's where we're going then, yeah. Okay. So the arrival at this point is going to put you uh, at this, basically about a week off from the start of the festival. Mm-hmm. But what we're going to do is about, as you guys plot your course, that quote-unquote night when everyone is kind of resting, mm-hmm. where did you guys put the scope? Who had it last? I would say Finch, probably. Okay, then. Okay. Where did Finch put the scope? Um, Gosh, I guess they'd probably just keep it in their cabin. Okay. So I think I need everyone to roll me a... On it! Perception. 21 for Jaboy. Hmm. 14. 27. Woohoo! Girl! Perceive everything. Perception. 
Plus four, huh? Plus four. That's a seven. Oh my no. god. What did you roll? I rolled a three. <laughs> I'm gonna say, Finch, you're so exhausted from the events of the day that when you hit the pillow, you're out. Yeah, using all of their spell slots except for yeah. one. It's time for bed. Everyone else, uh, you guys are all woken. In Zelaya's case, you are your meditation is disturbed. Yeah. You hear a loud <clears throat> as the power in the ship forcibly shuts down. Oh, uh, I fuck. Jump up to go investigate. But it's only for a brief instant, and then backup generators kick on. So what that means is there are dim lights on the ship. Life support and gravity are okay. You're not, like, in danger of suffocating and dying. I mean, that's a good thing. But you will notice that the ship has stopped moving. It is no longer flying through space. It's just adrift. Nice. Yeah, Galva's running back to the engine, because this happened last time, too, if I recall correctly. I'm going to yell at Moot. There is no response from Moot. All right, that's a good sign. Oh, what? What did we do last time? We we restarted the engine, right? Something like that, I think, yeah. All right. So Galva, in her night robe, just runs to the engine. And how did we... Do we just turn it off and on from the engine room? Or did somebody... Did we coordinate from, with, like, the bridge? You coordinated from the bridge. Okay. So I guess me and Ao can go to the bridge. I'll go to the bridge. So Ao and Zelias, when you get to the bridge, everything is off save for one screen that is presently showing a progress bar. Okay. Mm. I think we ought to just let that finish. I think Moot's installing an update. Alright, maybe we ought to just let Let me know when you two are ready. Sure, sure. Galva waits on standby, not knowing that we're waiting for this bar to finish. There's some sort of progress bar. I think we're going to wait for that to finish. So there is a time. Like, there's a timer that's ticking down in nanoseconds. Cool. Mm -hmm. According to this, Someone roll me to do some quick math. Oh, okay. Well, can't be Galva. She's not not looking at it. I'll roll a math check. Roll a math check. What do I add to math rolls, Ant? Probably intelligence. intelligence. Okay. In that case, it's a five. Oh, um... (laughs) (laughs) Then I got a 19. Oh, this smart boy. So according to this timer, this update is going to take two days. Oh, great. Um, two days. I'm going to go wake Doc up. Just kind of let them know what's going on. How's that sound? Sounds good. All right. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, let's... <laughs> oh, boy. In the meantime, are the engines just completely off? Can the ship not be... The ship cannot move. Okay. So we... Like, we had a course set, right? So we're still, like, floating through space on that course? Yeah, you're drifting. You'll be drifting for two days. Okay. Super duper cool. Break out the paddles. <laughs> <laughs> Get out and push. (laughs) I mean, we are in zero G, zero atmosphere, so I assume it'll continue in a straight line. Yeah. Yes. Life support, like, is also covers climate control, right? We're not going to be freezing at the end of the two days? No. All life support, climate control, oxygen, gravity, all that stuff is is still online. Just the engines and anything else, you guys are just going to be kind of drift for two days. Okay. Mm -hmm. All good. Alrighty then. So I'm gonna wake Finch up. Okay. How do you do I that? I guess. I well, I'm gonna knock on their door. Knock, knock. I guess I should roll another perception. I didn't hear that loud thump. Am I That's gonna hear light yeah. knocking? I'm not locking night. Night lock. What am I not doing? Knocking lightly. 
I'm punching your door with my fist. Okay, not, well, like... that's a base 19. I add numbers to that. I hear you. All right, cool. Yeah, you definitely hear. Dog, your egg! Uh, I am now. What's wrong? Uh, can you open the door so I'm not screaming through your door? Yes. Um, why, why isn't the door opening? Uh, uh, yeah, maybe I can get it. Yeah, I'm tugging on the door. I'm gonna pull it. Athletics. Roll me athletics. Okay. Uh, 16. I add numbers. 19. Yeah, you're able to pry the door okay. open. Okay. I'll squeak my way in like, eh, I'm in. But uh Oh, sorry to wake you up. Um, oh, I do have a bad feeling about this. Uh, Moot installed the thingy, I think. Oh. Yeah. Oh, is that why it's all dim and... Dim and... Not awful in here. Awful. Oh, yeah. Right. Uh, also, <laughs> more good news. Yes. Uh, we're going to be adrift for about uh, two days while he installs his new thingy. So that's great. Oh, okay. So they installed the spyglass and now how is at minimum and we're drifting? And Moot's not answering when I call for Moot, so... And Moot is not... Okay, this is... Um... Are... Hmm... Why did you wake me up? There doesn't seem to be anything I can do about this but worry. No, now I just, I'm uh, to let you know. Sorry, concerned, I, and I won't be able to go back to sleep. I was having a really good dream. Sorry, I just thought, do you and Moot get along really well? I thought you might want to know the state of Moot. Well, I suppose, yes. Thank you for keeping me updated. Yeah. I guess I'll go and get some coffee. I hope the coffee maker works. It should. All the backup systems and shit are on. You can go back to sleep. I didn't mean that, like you know, bother you. Oh, uh, well, bother is a strong word. I I won't be able to sleep now, knowing this, so I might as well do something useful with my time. No, it's just, I was worried I was bothering you. I think I piss you off a lot, and I don't mean to. Anyway, <clears throat> I'm gonna go and uh, stop pissing you off. Uh, well, you've just delivered some unfortunate news I'm not the type of person to shoot the messenger. I'm not angry. I'm just, oh. That's fine. I just... Everything is happening so much. Yeah, kind of. You want to talk about it? Um, well, I mean, you're right here too. I, I don't feel like there's anything really I can share with you that you don't already know. That's fine. It's just, I don't know if there's stuff bothering you that you're just kind of keeping to yourself. I, I have no idea. Oh. Oh, we're You're doing so this now, okay. Mysterious. Are we? It's not a thing. We're not doing a thing. I was just wondering, you know. Well, no. You're my crew. I'm trying to make sure my crew's doing all right, and things have been a little touch and go here and there, but you know. I mean, there's nothing new that's bothering me. It's it's all the same stuff that you're aware of. Um, I'm a, a, an irredeemable criminal in the eyes of the Aether Council, so mm. I can't go home. Right. Um, the... Man, I have promised to figure out how to get the thing off of him, continues to blow himself up, despite my repeated <laughs> requests that he not do so. Therefore, further damage. I knew it, you are annoyed. I, I was right. Kill us all. Uh, yeah, okay, I did say I was sorry about that, I think. At least a few times. Yes, you did. Um, something better than an apology would be not doing it again, but I suppose we shall see. Yeah, I, um, I'm working on it. Well,. Well, I'm just saying, I'm listing off the thing. You asked me how right. I was doing. Oh, I did, so... I did, I did. That was, that was me. That was on me. No. Yes, and now our lovely chip computer AI companion is, um, I suppose they were trying to secretly install this thing since they waited for me to go to sleep. Um, I wish they'd talk to us about it a little first. I was kind of wondering about that. It seems like you two get along really well, which is a good thing. Yes. I was just... 
Now, I don't know. I, th- I figured maybe you would be the first to know if something like this happened, but sounds like Moot's being sneaky. Well, or- sounds <laughs> like I was the last to know, as I apparently slept through the, um, the large noise it made when the engines shut down. I'm real impressed you could sleep through that, to be honest. I was so exhausted. I understand. No, you were shooting off spells left and right. I used almost all of my spell slots. Yeah, well, I mean, you know, get a long rest, they'll come back. Yes, that's that's how spell slots work, thankfully. <laughs> Game mechanics. <laughs> get a little meta in here. Just a little bit. <sighs> Alright, well, um, I think I should go before this gets more awkward. Um, <laughs> 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 These two crack me up. Oh my god, they're so good. <sighs> well, like I said, I'm not going to be able to get to sleep. Again, do you want some coffee? I'll see if we can make some coffee. Sure, yeah. No, I, I'll drink coffee. I like coffee. Let's let's make some coffee. All right. Let's do that. Let's go do that. Finch will actually get up out of their bed because this conversation was taking place. They were just sitting up in their bed, <laughs> staring at Elias in the doorway. And um, yeah, they go to the kitchen, the mess. Let's go get coffee. Let's all get coffee and have make a coffee, coffee break. Yeah. Coffee. I guess we might as well. Yeah, fuck it. We're up. Yep, mm-hmm. this is happening. We've got two days to All kill. Right. Yep, so you guys have two days to kill. So I think about like halfway through the first day. <laughs> mm-hmm. Oh boy. Because AO can't like turn on our computer or anything to Uh-oh. pass the time. Oh no. Oh god. So like whenever Wilhelm isn't using the Roomba, <laughs> I think other people might be able to see Ao just flopped over on top of the Roomba as it slowly goes across the floor. <laughs> oh no! Don't get your hair caught in it. <laughs> your fairy is internet dependent. Oh, <laughs> oh no, our poor thing. It's like it hits a wall. Like she wiggles a bit. <laughs> the Roomba turns and it goes off in another direction. Oh no! This is just sad. <laughs> Yeah, and I was going to say, so like your your fancy TV and your Roku and all that shit, they don't work. You guys have some board oh. games. Yeah, I was yeah. going to say, this is what the board games are for. I have some books. And, and some books. You've got some books? Yeah. I want to get to know Wilhelm better. Oh my god, I would love a conversation between Wilhelm and Zelias. That would go poorly. All right, so who wants to go first and what are you doing? Let's let's go, down, go around the table and talk about how you guys spend your two days drifting through the void <laughs> yeah All yeah right, I'm, I'm just gonna start calling on people galva what do you do for two days so i'm trying to think of like whether she's gonna launch right into trying to figure out what to do about zelias's collar or if, if she needs to wind down a bit from you know that the, the all the new discoveries with lots of new questions, getting blown up by the eye thing. Um, it was it was a time there. Yeah, you had a bit of a time. A great time. Mm-hmm. Did have a bit of a time. She only has the one manga to read. Oh no! So once oh, she's done no. with that, I don't know. I mean, unless somebody wants to rope her into playing one of these games that we brought, she might just have to get into trying to figure out how to work with these runes for magic items. To work the pain away. Oh, Well, um, at some point during these two days, Finch is definitely going to um, get together with, with Galva and mm-hmm. consult about the runes on the collar. They will, they'll share the runes in their little notebook and explain um, where they found them. Okay, do we want to start with that? Sure. Yeah. All right, let's start with that. 
Mm-hmm. Honestly, um, just hearing the conversation, Ao might like find her way in just because hey, there's conversation going on here. She doesn't want to be alone. Oh, sweetie, Ooh, poor baby. Yeah, she can come sit with Galva and Finch. We could just have this conversation in like the common room. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, I was kind of figuring it would take place there. Might send Ao to Wrangles Elias if we need to reference the color. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, he'll be in his room probably doodling. I feel like that's how he spends his spare time. Yeah, gotta keep up on that journal. That too. Anyway. Okay, so um, I guess Finch will come looking for Galva. She's just hanging out in the common room? Yeah, maybe reading like that one other book she owns, the, the one for like the um ship mechanics. Oh yeah, ship prepare for dummies? Yes. <laughs> oh, okay. Gotta brush up on it now and then. Okay, well, uh, Finch will appear in the doorway, I guess. Wait, there's three. She also has the one of the medals. Fuck it, she's gonna read about medals. Okay, (laughs) perfect. Um, Galva, are you busy? Uh, Not particularly. Um, I don't want to interrupt if you're in the middle of your book. No, it's, it's, it'll be there after. All right, well, um, I wanted to talk to you about the collar on the captain's neck. Mm Mm-hmm. I've found a few things, and would like your thoughts on them as well. Alright. So Finch will, I guess, come in, and was she, like, sitting at a table, or how is how is this room set up? I kind of imagine that there has to be, like, some sort of table, at least in the corner. Mm-hmm. I mean, honestly, I, I, I almost picture it a little like the one in... I know the Millennium Falcon had a room that had, like, a table in the corner. Oh, almost yeah. like a booth. Well, they had a like, chest set on. Oh, yeah. Yeah. An alien chest. I don't know if, if it's exactly like that, but I imagine there being something like in the corner like that with, I don't know, maybe with the sort of booth style seating. It's a ship. I like that. That sounds yeah. nice. It sounds cozy. It does. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, I think that's where she's sitting and reading. Actually, would she fit in? Yeah, you know what? She fits. I decided she fits. Luke can resize shit. Luke's magic. <laughs> Yeah, Mood is a magic ship. Okay, so I think one thing to establish out of character, have Finch and Galva talked to each other about the collar before, or is this going to be like their first time? I mean, I don't, I think if they've brought it up, it's just been in passing, not really in-depth discussions. Okay. So I would just kind of want to establish, so like in these passing discussions, they probably have confirmed that the other has seen the crack. Yeah are aware of the runes. Um, we all know that it's that Neutronium stuff because that's what we learned from um, Saru when mm-hmm. we talked to him. Okay. So um, I guess if Galva's sitting at the booth, Finch will sit down across from her. Mm-hmm. All right. So uh, this probably will not come as a surprise to you, but when the captain cast Fireball the other day and caught himself in the blast, um, the collar around his neck was damaged a little further uh, Again? than it happened previously. Yes, the yeah. uh, the crack, <laughs> uh, the crack is larger than it was. How? No, I don't want to know how much worse it is. All right. Um. Well, it's still holding together, but I really am not wanting to think about how many more it might be able to withstand before it just goes completely. Right. Um. I would like to be able to just repair it, but I don't know if I can, unfortunately. Right, and with. The resources and the knowledge I have currently, I have no way to even attempt to remove it, which is my goal, but as you know, that's going to take some working. Well, you got on our case for disarming a bomb. I did. 
Um, <laughs> yes, and as as I said, I do not have the resources, the knowledge to attempt to remove that particular bomb from that particular neck currently, which is why I'm not going to attempt it. So my thought is, we need to do something to protect it. That's, well, yeah, I was thinking the same sort of thing. Unfortunately, it's a difficult problem. Agreed. Well, um, oh, go ahead. Oh, I didn't really have a whole lot to go on. I did want to share this with you. Mm -hmm. um, I'm not sure how practical it will be, given the nature of what we're dealing with vis-a-vis -vis the captain, but I thought it was interesting nonetheless. Mm -hmm. So um, the other day, before um, before we went to the temple, Moot showed me where their core is kept. There's a little room by the engine room um, that they open and close. Oh, kind of keep I, locked off. I see. I, well, I mean, I, I guess it's a good security measure. Though yes. I'm a little surprised he didn't show me. Well, um, when they wake up, perhaps we can ask them if um, they'd like to show you as well. Mm. Uh, I mean, I, I am trying to keep everything maintained around here. If there's any problems in there, I'd like to be aware of them. Well, it's a fairly simple setup in there. I don't know. And, uh, I should say, and I don't know whether or not it would be possible to fix any problems that would arise there. Um, Gavel looks confused. <laughs> well, <laughs> the long and short of it is there is something in that room. It's um, magical. It is extremely magical. I have no idea how old it is. It is powering moot. It's about this big, and they kind of make a gesture with their hands, like the size mm -hmm. of a cantaloupe. It's a bright, glowing orb of light, essentially, is, is how it appears. And it is trapped in a plexiglass tube that has these runes. And at this point, they will open their book and flip it around so that it's readable from Galva's side and kind of push it towards her. Um, they've opened it to the page that have the runes that they've copied down. Mm -hmm. It has these runes um, inscribed along the top and along the bottom of that tube, essentially trapping that core, whatever it is, within. Um, and then I couldn't help but notice, after I checked the captain's collar, right. not um, not this most recent incident, but um, before we went into the temple, there are a lot of similarities between the runes holding the core of Moot and the runes binding the captain's magic. Right. All right. But I guess that... Almost makes sense. I, I mean, it raises a lot of questions, but... Yes. All right, Gal's going to take a closer look at these runes that Finch has shown her. Mm -hmm. And refresh my memory, do we know what language these runes even come from? They're ancient giant kin. Okay. And the ones on the collar do have dwarven, remember? Yes. Right. The okay. runes in Finch's book are the ones Oh yes. Okay. Moot's little core, yeah. Right. Okay. Um, Galvis speaks giant and, you know, has some connection to giant runes. Runes. Yes. Mm -hmm. How much does she actually understand of what she's looking at? I'd say about the same amount as, as Finch, really. Mm. Well, shit. So she doesn't really know what other than, like, a thing is bound here. Like, she doesn't have, she isn't able to glean much more of what's going on here. No, the runes don't stipulate what what they're binding, because whatever, the, they would, the way they're used, as long as they're surrounding it, you know, that's what they're binding, essentially. Right. 
I mean, aside from like what Denier said, that they're meant to bind things that are very powerful. Mm -hmm. But that's it. So, hmm. I mean, I. It looks like runes to bind something. I, I think the only way to find out what it was is if we undid that. Which might not be a great idea if we're drifting in the middle of space and that's powering the ship. Oh, no, I wasn't suggesting we unbind these. Well, right now, anyway. Now is not mm. a good time. Mm. I want to understand more about Moot and about the circumstances that trapped that core where it is. Mm -hmm. I had hoped that um, Denia knew something about it, but he did not, apparently. Mm. Well, I mean, I think... The bigger problem is that if he does know anything, it's locked. Yes. Hopefully we can get Kelhorn to at least preserve what's there so that once we I... find Denier, as I think we must do, um, mm -hmm. perhaps he can unlock it for us. Hopefully. Well, I mean, I don't know if anything with these runes are going to be able to help the other rune situation. She said, like, kind of gesturing her head over toward Zelias's cabin. Right. Um, I didn't particularly think they would. I just, mm -hmm. I wanted to share them with you since we're sort of on the topic anyway. I, I, I do appreciate it. I mean, it is something to learn from, possibly. Yes, possibly. I also did find it interesting that there are a lot of similarities between these runes, they tap the book, mm -hmm. and the runes on the captain's collar. Um, obviously, we know who manufactured the collar. It was the Ether Council. Mm -hmm. um, so I'm wondering, well, I'm, I'm more than wondering at this point. This ship was either made or commissioned by the Council. Just a matter of what is the core powering it? Where did they get it? How did they learn the runes to bind it? I think Galva looks thoughtful at that. I'd also like to remind you that it was where it was found at event horizons where a lot of things tend to get sent by the ether council to be forgotten by time or be destroyed yes so well i'm i'm not sure about the order of events there because i mean the ether council definitely had access to the ship that's without question but there's no well i mean had access to whatever technology is used here but you said they commissioned the ship. Well, I can't figure out who else may have built it. Galva looks like she's uncomfortable with the answer that this, the other answer here. I'm going to roll insight on Galva's discomfort. Well, that's only a 15. Let me see what my deception is. See how long we can avoid talking about this. <laughs> <laughs> All right, that's a six. You, you, we were just given a lot of information about the progenitors. Like, yeah. and the stuff they were making. Yes. So, they, like, this could easily be some kind of progenitorship, is what she's wondering. Okay. Do you think it might have been drafted or built by the progenitors, or perhaps their descendants? I mean, if you found giant runes in the core of the ship, that seems incredibly likely that... I mean, to me anyway, it seems it's very plausible. And considering the progenitors were here first, we we don't know if the Ether Council 
had anything to do with its creation or if they just got to see it after. Right. That's a good point. Hmm. Does really make me wonder, though, why they stuffed it in Event Horizon. That... I don't know. I... You're asking oh, uh, the... Yeah. It's a rhetorical question. I'm not expecting an answer. I'm just sort of... No, I... I thoughts out no, Galva, answer. <laughs> <laughs> well, you Do see. it! <laughs> I mean, I think we need to answer a lot more questions first. Um, such as why so many of those records were redacted by that man from the Ether Council. Runon. Runon, yes. Well, that's probably not going to be an easy answer to find. Mm -hmm. It's added to the list of not easy answers to find because it's getting longer and longer the longer we go on. <sighs> Honestly, I, if you had asked me what I thought we would be doing as pirates, I thought there would be a lot less research and a lot more um, treasure hunting. Well, to be fair, we did find treasure. We have found treasure. But there mm. does seem to be a lot of downtime with the getting from treasure point A to treasure point B, as it were. Yeah, I guess stories skip this part. suppose so. Probably not interesting to a wide audience, so it just gets glossed over. <sighs> so... I sidetracked us. I apologize. Yeah. Let's get back to yeah. the topic of the captain's collar and protecting right. it. So, I mean, what I've been thinking the most about is that we need something to shield that collar. Yes. That's just a given. Even if we find a way to prevent him from ever casting Fireball again. Not likely. The fact is, the only way to keep him safe would be to keep him on the ship and never let him get involved in any battle and i don't think i want to do that uh, that does not seem like a good solution either i don't think that's fair to him um so we need something that can actually guard his neck yes the problem is that he doesn't wear armor and if i put some kind of armor on his neck alone uh, so Usually you want to have a more complete set of armor to distribute the weight. It would just, it would be crushing his shoulders, essentially. Right. Well, it doesn't mm. have to be a simple mundane piece of metal. Right. I, I don't think that would be uh, sufficient given the force with which he cast right. Fireball. He blew out that entire wall. Just Right, right. No, I'm, I'm <sighs> I mean, I think, I think the better solution would be to develop some kind of some magic shield for his neck yes um we could potentially bind it to a piece of jewelry um mm. we could also wear around said neck yeah continue to accessorize yes we'll make it match his giant earring well but i think that might also take some research at least agreed and resources again so i mean let me just ask you a quick question. Of course. What is it? So, if you went to someone and asked them for some sort of item to protect a spellcaster's throat, mm -hmm. what do you think, what would their first instinct be about what you were actually asking for? 
what do you think they would be protecting their throat from? Well, unfortunately, the first thing that leaps to mind is kinky sex shit. And I don't think that's what no. you were going for. <laughs> what? No. Damn, Finch. No, no. All right, all right. Protect me... your captain from Aaron Dix. <laughs> oh, God. Oh, no. So, Ooh. let me put it, let me give you a hint. It's something that would probably worry a lot of spellcasters, but a bard would be the most afraid of it. Aaron Dick still fits that description. <laughs> <laughs> no, bards welcome that. Are you kidding? <laughs> yeah, the more the merrier. They are the Aaron Dick. You're not going to give me a serious answer, are you? <laughs> Bench over here making jokes. I, Kiwi, out of character cannot, okay. like, my, it's, not, okay. it's not connecting in my brain out of character. Silence. That's what you usually use magic items for. You protect against things like being silenced, being... There's not a lot that I know of of protecting a certain part of the body. It's more certain effects. So, I mean... Well, silence might prevent the captain from casting Fireball, but it's not going to no, really protect... No, 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 no. You're thinking about it backwards. I'm saying most of what there would be for protecting the neck would be how to protect him against being silenced. Oh, I see what you're saying. Yes. So that's that's why this might take some experimentation, I think. There's a reason that you don't see people just having a magic item slapped on their chest to prevent any shots to the heart. Right. Well, I mean, they're all spells of protection. There's right. um, shield. Mm -hmm. One I can mm -hmm. think of, the big one I can think of currently. Right. Um, but we probably want to focus it. Yes, we need to modify it to a specific area. Right. And I mean, I don't know. I think I would have to learn more about magic items themselves. I don't think anything I've learned is going to help here. Right. It's not my particular area of expertise either. Um, it's going to require some research on both our parts. Mm-hmm. I mean, that's why I was hoping Denier had some information that wasn't corrupted, locked away. Yes. We had a lot of general answers for yeah. questions. Specifics were unfortunately lacking, weren't they? Yeah. And unfortunately, I, other than the collar and the ship, I only really know of one thing that we had that we could start studying. Giving you some time to guess here. I'm thinking, I'm thinking, processing, processing. I'm drawing a blank. Okay. Well, the belt I have has giant runes. Or, I mean, it has at least the one. Oh. I mean, that's, it, it has the hill giant rune on it. Oh, I see. I never got a really good look at it. The captain was just flinging them about <laughs> drunkenly when he brought them to us. That sounds like him. Yep. Yeah, elephant. Maybe there's others. I mean, you, you told me a little about what you found on the gauntlet. Oh, yes. So, I mean, if I can figure out more about how this all actually works, maybe I can make something that does... But yeah, I mean, the best I can think of is if we... If I can sit down and just study more of the items we have, maybe I can start to piece together more about how it all works rather than just you know, following old instructions. 
that does seem like a good place to start. Um, also, mm. I know there have to be smiths that specialize in magic items, not just the mundane. Um, we must be able to locate someone. I have an idea. Uh, oh, Ao, how long have you been under the table? I think Ao just kind of rises out of Yalva's hair. <laughs> oh God! He's just been there. Have you? Were you there the whole time? Did you hear all of that? Yes. I mean, that's all right. It's not like it was a secret. Galva just looks like she really needs to work on her perception. If it makes you feel any better, Galva, I didn't notice her there either. Uh, 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 what's What's your idea? We need to go to a sex shop. <laughs> I'm sorry. Oh, we are getting what? back to the kinky sex shit. All right. No, no, I, yeah. I, was, I was thinking. But you know, you said that we need to protect a specific area. Right. Right. Only real magic items to protect specific oh, areas I, are usually I, the kinky stuff. Oh, no, no. <laughs> oh, you're right. So what if we can reverse engineer... One of those to protect the neck and not the nads. So, you want me to study magic condoms? <laughs> neck condoms? <laughs> <laughs> oh my god. Yes. Oh god, my crew. <laughs> I think it's also like a chastity cage or oh god. multiple different kinds of cages. Might also be. I don't think collars would have protection. Maybe we could make it aesthetic and actually affix it to the collar. Maybe we could give him spikes. I'm sure he would like that. No? No spikes? It would be appropriate. It would be appropriate. Alright, I mean... But no, I'm serious. Next time we... we I know you're serious. So I need to buy a dildo. We just also get maybe a few other protection items. Well, we're going to a large pride festival. I think uh, this actually aligns quite well with our plans, uh, uh, given we're able to uh, continue on our way once Moot wakes up. Am I going to have to ask the captain to pick up condoms? No. <laughs> well, Galva, if it's that terrifying to you, I can do it. It's not a big deal. Galva just hates this plan. <laughs> <laughs> Like, she also doesn't have a good argument against it, but she hates this plan. <laughs> Poor Galva. Don't pity her, it's funny. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, I was also just mulling that over as you were talking. That was amazing. I couldn't pass it up. I love Ao. I love this idea, honestly. <sighs> I'm in hell. <laughs> <laughs> we're gonna get you a lice and neck condom. God. <laughs> Oh. What? This is worse than the code of shame. <laughs> found a way to make it worse. It's okay. The collars of his neck are pretty high. He can just like pull the shirt up over him and be like, "I'm not wearing a neck condom." I don't know what you're talking about. No, I, I think I think putting <laughs> making it look like spikes on the collar is a good idea. But he wears his shirt over his oh. collar. Like his, oh, the, he's okay. got mm. high necks. Well, I guess we'll just stick with the uh, the smooth plastic condom, silicone condoms. Mm -hmm. Just yeah. kind of wrap it around the collar. Yeah. It's going to be real uncomfortable that all of his like crewmates are wrapping condoms around his neck. Like, that ain't no stop. Don't. Well, Captain, you have to wrap it before you tap it. I don't want <laughs> that. Don't worry, these are pre-lubricated. I don't like this. <laughs> <laughs> if you weren't casting fireballs off everywhere, we wouldn't have to do this. <sighs> Always use protection. Do we actually want to clue him into the plan, or do we just want no? To... No, I think it's better as a surprise. He would one hundred percent say nope. 
We'll just show him the end product, which will probably not be super sexy. If you describe it as neck condom, he's going to be like, no, go away. <laughs> Maybe we won't use that word. We'll have to be a little more tactful than that. We'll come up with a different word. You weird people. We love you. We want to keep you safe. Please wear this neck condom. Uh, oh. <laughs> All right. You know, I'm. let's... While, while we're adrift, I'm just going to study what items we have, she says. She stands up and, like, make sure Ao leaves her hair. <laughs> Shake her out. Ao's dragged on for a few feet before she falls out. Oh, just hits the ground with a like, thud. Oh, no. Little oh. Ao. She makes no attempt to get up. Oh, Ao, are you alright? I'm okay. Uh, oh, you're, you're doing your flopping thing. Alright. Um, I'm bored. I'm, I'm sorry. Um... I doubt I can do much to assist with that. I guess we have this deck of cards. Do you want to play a card game? Sure. And then they will like slowly roll towards the nearest table. <laughs> oh god. <laughs> Just pathetically flopping over. Oh my god, I love her. I think Finch will watch this. <laughs> Probably less uncertainly than they might have, like, I don't know, months ago. But they did share a prison cell with her for a month, so they're mm -hmm. probably very used to this at this point. Yeah, no, whenever she gets bored, she gets super floppy. <laughs> <laughs> All right, well, I guess um, we've had that conversation now. <laughs> Galva, as she, as she's waiting until she's out of sight to do this, to like, <sighs> pull off her belt and be like, guess I'll go study this. <laughs> Not going to take off her belt immediately after we talk. We're talking about sex stuff. Oh, God. <laughs> oh, Galva. Oh, no. oh, mommy. Our ship is fucking weird. <laughs> oh, mother. Oh, no. Don't say it like that. <laughs> Not the belt, mother. <laughs> All right, can we change the subject? <laughs> <laughs> All right, moving on. Fucking clowns. <laughs> Y'all came up with the sex collar all on your own. No, that was <laughs> that was me. That was all Scott. I take credit for that one. That's true. That was all Scott. Good job. <laughs> Galva has signed herself up for this job. She has no one to blame with but herself. But she sure wish she had someone else to blame. No. <laughs> Well, if it makes her feel any better, Finch will, will try to take on the most of the sex item studying question God. mark. It doesn't bother them. It's like, it's whatever. Yeah. What else would you guys like to do? What's Elias up to? Oh, what did I say earlier? While his crew is plotting against him. Oh, Wilhelm! That's right. That's right. I need to borrow Wilhelm. I think Wilhelm will allow Ao to use his Roomba chariot because... Mm. He's a timeless skull and, and no longer really notices getting bored. And Ao needs the distraction. So hey, does Elias want to pick Wilhelm up and go for a walk? Where's Wilhelm? Probably in, in if he's not with Finch in Finch's cabin. Okay. If Elias gets permission, I'm sure Wilhelm wouldn't mind a change of scenery. I'm, okay, fine. I'll, I'll knock on Finch's door. Is that fair, Kiwi? Would, would Finch be okay with that? Yeah, they wouldn't have a problem with that. Okay. Yeah, so if Finch isn't in the room, I think you're going to hear Wilhelm inside just go, Yeah, enter. I can't exactly come and get the door. Oh, is Doc not in there? Nope, just me. All right, that's fine too, I guess. And my 30 ghost buddies were playing poker. All right, well, I'll see you later then. Have a good night. I'm kidding. I'm kidding. There's no ghosts. All right, all right. So I'll... I'll I guess the door do uh, doesn't open automatically now that the power's yeah. fucked. Yeah, I'm not going to make you roll athletics. You can, I will you can get it. open it with my big muscles. So yeah, I mean, I, I guess I imagine Wilhelm's just sitting on a, like a nightstand or a table. Just, uh... Being a skull. Uh, hey, Captain, what's up? Oh. Brings you in. Are you busy? 
you're probably not busy. You're a skull. The skull, like, vibrates a little bit. Like, it's trying to turn left and right. Like, really? Busy? There's nothing around here. Oh. No, I'm, I'm pretty free. Why? What do you have in mind? Can I borrow you for a little bit? Uh, yeah, sure. Wait, what are you gonna... You're not gonna throw me out the airlock, are you? I'm definitely not gonna put you in a toilet, don't you worry. Alright, yeah, look, that's... I will just you know pick him up while he's talking, I don't care. We're we're even for what happened, so I'm, yeah, I'm, I'm no, not yeah, gonna linger totally. on that. We're, we're super even, don't you worry about a thing. So where are we going, Captain? Oh, uh, we're going this way. Which way is this way? Where are we going? We're going back to my room. Uh... I mean, you, you can at least buy me dinner first, Captain. No, I'm not gonna put things in you. Don't worry. Uh, I, <laughs> are are you are you referring to food or something else? Yep. Huh. All right. All of the above. Uh, don't worry uh, about the thing. Ominous. I like it. Don't you love it? It's great, isn't it? I guess we'll get back to my room. I don't know. Okay. Yeah. Get get back to your room. Going for walkies. Cool. So, uh, to to what do I owe the pleasure, Captain? It's not often you bring me here. In fact, no, you've I'm never just done really it. bored right now, you know, and I'm just oh. going like, to set him up kind of on the desk. Just I make a lousy baseball. No, you're, I don't. Why would I? What baseball? What the fuck are you talking about? No, I just I set him up real nice and I grab like a sketchbook. OK, and then I'm going to sit down and I'm going to sketch Wilhelm. Oh, are you going to draw me like your beautiful elven girls? I'm going to draw you like one of my French girls. I don't know what French is. I don't either. I think I just made it up. Uh, sounds like it. But, all right, hold on, let me pose. And he doesn't move. Okay, yeah, do a dramatic pose. Here, let me do something, and I'll set, like, the lamp, I'll turn it a certain way, so there's, like, dramatic lighting. Like, aha, there we oh. go. Now you're beautiful. Oh, skull. I like this. Nice. Oh, all right. Let's do it. Anyway. So, uh, I know you're an artist, Captain. Well, sometimes I like to dabble, I don't really get... Well, I guess now I get tons of time for it, because we're stranded in space, but, uh... Yeah, usually when I'm doing shit, I like doing... Yeah, that whole thing's kind of screwy. I'm, I'm a little surprised that uh, Moot just went and did that. I don't know what goes through Moot's head half the time. Yeah, well, I mean, speaking as someone who is kind of ageless and outside of the normal flow of time, mm-hmm. uh, you know, sometimes the, the dark thinky thoughts get in there, so maybe maybe Moot just wanted to kind of get this over with. I guess. See what... And he was uh, was afraid of what you guys might say or try and stop him. I mean, it's all up to Moot, you know? It's none of my business. Yeah. I mean, it kind of is. Just, you know, being the captain and all, but... Yeah. I mean, Moot's their own person. What am I going to do? Say no? No, you're right. I just, uh, I guess, I guess what I'm trying to say, Captain, is uh, don't be too hard on, on the old ship when, uh, when he reboots, you know what I'm saying? Oh, I'm fine. I'm not upset if, at all. There's a... Uh, there's one thing I've seen that this crew is, uh, you guys tend to make some pretty poor, uh, bad self-care decisions. <laughs> Doc ain't told you about all the times I've blown up, has he? They? Them? Uh, like, How does yeah, uh, pronouns work? Yeah, no, Finchie's told me all about it. Of course they have. But, uh, if you don't mind my asking, uh... I might. Well, I mean, why do you do that? I'm sure, I'm sure Finchie's giving you hell constantly about doing it, but... Have, uh, has anyone bothered to ask you why you do that? I don't think I really have, like, a reason for it. It's just kind of, it feels natural, I guess. Not that I'm trying to explode all the time, but no, I, mean, I, I used I, to be able to take a hit like that and just keep right on going, and nowadays it's just busting my ass a lot. You, uh, if you don't mind me saying, Captain, but, uh, from the sound of it, it kind of sounds like you got something to prove. Um, don't think so. Nah, you don't? Not, well, 
if I do, it's not something I'm thinking about. I don't see. I don't. Well, all right. Well, if you look, uh, mm-hmm. a lot of times you wouldn't even be aware of it. Maybe. I mean, uh, how often do you explore your feelings? Uh, I don't have any, so probably I don't. Well, there you go. <laughs> so normally I feel fine. I don't know what you're talking well, about. See, that's the kind of thing that I'm saying there, Captain. Uh, from what it sounds like, it sounds like. Uh, I mean, I've just kind of heard your your how you are with your uh, your friend there, Reese, and uh, how you are with the with Finchie and the rest. Mm-hmm. Uh, kind of sounds like you got something to prove. Not saying that's a bad thing. I'm just, uh, you know, if you're constantly throwing fireballs at yourself mm-hmm. and not really thinking about how uh, how tough you come off, uh, usually people who are like that, they you know, they got they're trying to show the world that they're better than they seem to be perceived. Uh, 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 I thought real hard about that answer. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Look, if that's a thing I'm doing, I maybe I'm just not realizing I'm doing it. I have no idea. Well, that's that's what I'm saying here, Captain. That's that's why I think that you're doing it subconsciously. Oh well, then I don't have a clue. I I got nothing. You can't tell, but Wilhelm is making unblinking eye contact with you. You are a skull. no eyes I'm looking at my paper you're not making eye contact with me Wilhelm is staring at you trying to size you up okay do I need to roll something is he rolling I'm so confused he's a skull roll me insight I'll roll you insight plus insight what the fuck is my insight oh god I can't find it oh god oh it's plus one okay then that's a 16 uh you know what this is. Reese does this all the time when Reese tries to get in your head. Uh huh. Reese becomes very quiet and just stares at you with a very serious look. Uh, but <laughs> Wilhelm doesn't have a face. <laughs> no skin. And so, not only does this probably drives you insane because you, you probably hate it. It's a little unnerving. The fact that Wilhelm doesn't have a face just makes it like doubly unnerving. <laughs> you are right over there. You've gone super silent for once. Yeah, I'm, uh, I'm just watching you. I, well, I can't tell. Yeah, because I don't have eyes. All right, well, if I turn you the other way... I could still see... Well, you're a ghost, so, yeah. Yeah, I could still see you. I don't know how ghost function works. Uh, it's a little, uh, I don't know, you got any questions? Maybe I could answer them for you. Uh... Maybe, uh, put you at ease. You you weren't too good with ghosts at first. No, it's just the whole undead thing kind of... It's... I mean, I feel rude saying it's unnatural, but it's unnatural, you know. Once you're dead, you ain't supposed to be moving around. Well, I'm not really moving. Well, no, you're not, but like, you know, zombies and shit. You're not so bad, but zombies? So is it sort of the lack of autonomy that messes with you? No, I, I, not really. It's just, I, you know, I really couldn't say. Hmm. Yeah, maybe I'll call some of my zombie buddies and see if we can get to the bottom of this. Maybe I'll set you and your zombie buddies all up on fire. <laughs> and you won't do that no more. <laughs> I'm kidding. I don't have any zombie buddies. I hope not. That you know They're of. like zombies. I don't think they can make buddies because they're like dead. Eh, I mean, look. Hey, the undead, we uh, we we like to have a pretty good time. I mean, it's not like we got all the time in the world. So, you know, we, we make new hobbies for ourselves. We play games. We like to have some fun. Listen, every major haunting you ever heard about is just a ghost trying to have a good time. Oh, boy. We ghost party. Yeah, kind of like that, but actually serious and not patronizing. Ghost blowjob, woo-woo. No, uh, no. 
<laughs> Absolutely not. <laughs> oh, you don't got teeth, so well, you do have teeth. You don't. Have I lips. have teeth. You have teeth. You got so many teeth. I am. This is a really awkward conversation. This did get very I'm, strange all of a sudden. Woo-woo. So, uh, what what are you gonna do when you find your crew, huh? What about the rest of us? Well, I figure y'all are also my crew. If you wanted to stay with us, that's fine. Yeah. You put me on a flag. You could be. I could be a Jolly Roger. Ooh, fuck yeah! I like that. Actually, hey, that raises a good point. Mm-hmm. You have a Jolly Roger, Captain. And do I have a Jolly Roger? The fuck is he asking me? Uh, you know, an emblem for your crew. It's the oh. pirate flag. I the think, pirate flag. I think he would have. It would have definitely been like a dragon of some sort, though. Okay. But yeah. Well, I yeah, on my last ship, I had a big dope-ass dragon painted on the side of it. Huh. Well, maybe we should uh, maybe we should look into getting a, a flag for this ship so that uh, whenever we go someplace... You know, we if we stake claim to territory or we get to tro- a treasure or something like that, we could plant our flag and be like, hey, don't mess with us. Don't fuck with me. I put a flag here. Yeah. Well, ain't there like a pirate code or something like that? You see a flag, you're, you know, that's their territory. You're supposed to avoid it or something. And is that a thing? I- I'm asking you. Okay. <laughs> I don't know. All right, then I'll just make some bullshit up. You know, that yeah. was more like back in the day when... Pirates were all in boats and shit. Nowadays, we just leave like vegans that blink and say, hey, this is my spot. And if you come here, I'll fucking blow you up. All right. Well, uh, I mean, maybe we should get look making some beacons or something. Eh, I mean, I don't know. I just think that, yeah. uh, you know, an, an emblem, something that uh, that. Uh, oh, hold on. My phone's going off. One okay. second. All right. <laughs> Wilhelm answers the phone. Wilhelm <laughs> answers his phone. He has no fingers. How does it work? It's a ghost, ghost phone. phone. <laughs> ghost phone. All right, so we're, we're, oh, we're talking about the Jolly Roger, right? I think so. So, uh, Wilhelm says, but, uh, yeah, maybe we should uh, make a new emblem or something for the Reliable Captain so that, you know, the Adamantine Authority and Ether Council know, you know, where we've been and not to mess with us. Hmm. Yeah, no, I like that idea. I mean, you're uh, you're good at art. Did you design your last one? Yeah. Uh, maybe you can design a new one. Well, I've got plenty of time to work on that, don't I? Ah, you do. Ugh. Huh. Yeah, maybe even something that we could paint on the side of the Reliable so everyone recognizes this as a, sh- as a pirate ship. Put on oh, t-shirts and make some merch. Uh, actually, that's probably not a good idea if we're going to be docking in Adamantine Authority uh, worlds. Yeah, no, otherwise it'd just plaster something cool all over the ship. But, like, nowadays, I've only got a crew of four people, a skull, and an AI that can't leave the ship. So, uh, yeah, well, uh, the stealthier we are, the better, I think. Yeah, but hey, but the beacon's a good idea. Oh, yeah. I'll work something out. Visavi beacons, I guess. So, uh, what else you draw in there? That, uh, so you got a notebook. Oh, just doodles and shit. Doodles, huh? I guess you can bring it over and just kind of, I don't, I don't know if you can, like, see things? You're a ghost. I don't know how your eyeballs work. Uh, I mean, I'm able to see constantly, so yeah. But, uh, But do you see in, like, all directions at once? Like, how does it? Work really. All right, look. It, so <laughs> this is gonna sound actually really kind of weird. Yeah. I'll but uh, since I don't have eyelids, I mm. uh, I kind of it's it's I can't blink. Right. So it's like I kind of have to mentally give myself tunnel vision, or the amount of light coming in from all angles uh, really really messes with me. Sounds like being a ghost sucks. It's not a lot of fun. No. I mean, 
you know, at first it's kind of like, uh, you know, hey, I was going to die, but I'm still here. That's kind of cool. <laughs> but, uh, you know, when that kind of goes on for a long time, you, you lose all sense of, you know, time. And, uh, but yeah. And honestly, a lot of ghosts, when uh, when they're they don't have anyone to tether themselves to reality, they just kind of go bonzo. Oh, uh, that doesn't sound great. Well, like that's why that's where you get your poltergeists and your evil spirits from. They ah. don't really have any sort of uh, tether to who they were or their reality or anything. That's why I try and talk as much as I do because if I didn't, I'd lose all sense of self and then I'd go crazy. Right. So instead of driving us nuts, you'd be driving yourself nuts. Got it? Uh, I'd be driving everybody nuts and. Uh, you know, look, trust me, you don't want me to haunt in this ship. No, I really don't. I'd get up to some weird stuff. <laughs> I'd hide Sounds like shoes. you've thought about this. Uh, yeah, I, I kind of wonder what I'd be like if I turned into an evil poltergeist. Mm-hmm. I mean, considering it's a constant uh, fear. Great. Yeah. But there's no, like, risk of you actually doing that, right? Uh, you can't see me, but I'm shrugging. Uh, fair enough. I mean, I feel like I'm more dangerous to the ship than anything else, so... To be fair, the the more personal tethers I have to, you know, the living world and the more conversations I have, they, they keep me, uh, they keep me grounded. They give me a sense of self. But, mm. uh, you know, if you guys just kind of disappeared for like a month, uh, I don't know. That white dog always carries you around in a bag. Uh, yeah. Oh, okay. I mean, that makes sense. Yeah. Uh, I don't know. If you've ever been alone for a really long time, it's not a lot of fun. No, don't think that I have. I don't think. Uh, one of the things I used to do before Doc found me was uh, I used to sing show tunes to kind of keep myself occupied. Sure. Uh, you don't have to do that now. You wanted to see my pictures, so uh, instead of you making noise, I'll just do that. <laughs> <laughs> well, all right, then. <laughs> hey, uh, let me, yeah, let me see. Sure. So he'll bring over the, what is he got, a sketchbook, I said, I think. Right. Yeah. And um, so can you, like... Ghost flip through these, or do you need me to do it for you? Uh, I mean, it's easier if you do it. Sure, but, like, you're flexing your ghost muscles, right? We're trying to make you strong and ghost beefy? Uh, you sure you want to do that? Uh, well, you wouldn't rip them, would you? You ghost beefy. No, no, but, uh, I mean, the, the more spiritual power I have, the likely I'm probably going to end up turning into a poltergeist. That's kind of how that starts. Hmm... Yeah, all right. That that's fair. I don't want. I mean, I can do some stuff, and I try to use it liberally. But uh, right, if, well. if I have the option to have someone turn pages for me, then yeah. Okay. Yeah, that that sounds good. I'll just uh just do that for you. Much obliged, Captain. Yep. He'll flip back to like the beginning of it and just kind of start nah. thumbing through them. It's mostly, I guess. When would he have gotten a hold of this sketchbook? It would have been after prison. Probably when you made your first uh, landing on Doth. Yeah, so he probably picked it up around then. So I think that he's just kind of doodled a lot of, like, just people that he's met. And a mm -hmm. lot of them are the crew. Some of them are, like, areas on the ship. Okay, so this isn't the journal that you've been drawing? No, this is just a sketchbook. Because okay. journal is a different thing. Okay. But yeah, I think he's going to look around and be like, Oh, hey, Captain, these are really good. Well, thank you. I gotta say, I'm impressed. I didn't I didn't take you as the artsy-fartsy sort. Most people don't. But, uh, I mean, hey, you should... all I do is explode things. Yeah, but you should show these to the rest of the crew. I think they'd be real impressed. Yeah, I'll probably get around to it sometime. I mean, I could just tell them, hey, Captain can draw real good. Yeah, and then I'll say, tough shit. <laughs> I, I, uh, 
<laughs> a little confused on how that correlates to that. Well, all right. You know what? It's you me. Do don't, don't ask questions. I'm, I'm just messing with you. <laughs> but uh, yeah, I mean, yeah. have you drawn your entire life or is this just something you started, you know, when you're starting pirating? No, this I've been doing this forever. Oh. Huh. So I think you get the sense that Wilhelm wants to pry a little more, but at the same time, like, Wilhelm's working up to that. Like, he doesn't want to just be like, like, hey, we're getting along. I don't want to ask you invasive questions at the moment. That's fine. It's it's doodles. But yeah. Yeah. That's the doodles book. So do you have anything you want to ask Wilhelm? Because Wilhelm is um, trying to respect your space and privacy. I did. Oh, fuck. All right. Take your time. I don't recall exactly what. Okay. So maybe he'll just be like, I guess after they're done fucking looking at pictures or something, he goes back to sketching Wilhelm and making him look sexy like one of his French girls or something. <laughs> <laughs> like, so, <clears throat> this might, I don't know if, like, I'm sure Doc's told you everything because you seem to have a really close relationship. I'm just, I, are they doing all right? Like, oh, Finchy? Just, are they doing all right? I know that I, irritate them probably by getting blown up a lot oh and yeah you have no idea piracy obviously isn't like their thing i just uh, uh, yeah just get a, get a feel for where doc's at right now well you know look uh this is a hell of a lot better than being stuck in the ass end of nowhere in the you know galaxy's worst prison you know what i'm saying oh sure yeah i bet but uh you know look finchie's tougher than than they look right trust me on that yeah. But uh but this uh this is a lifestyle change, you know? It's not the most agreeable for someone who's uh always been law abiding. You get what I mean? <laughs> yeah, I do actually. But uh I think the thing you gotta remember about Finchie is that above all else, they're a doctor and what a doctor does is they care for people. I mean Finchie's always taking good care of me. Oh yeah. And when they see people, especially people that uh they consider friends like yourself, you know, blowing yourself up. Uh, it's, uh, you know, the, the cognitive dissonance is kind of jarring. Like, they, they want to respect your, your your autonomy to, you know, blow yourself up like an idiot. <laughs> but uh, <laughs> at the same time, they, you know, they swore an oath to protect and, and heal and help. And I think, uh, I think what Finchie has a little trouble, you know, explaining to you is that uh, they trust you. They trust you, and I don't think they'd be here if they didn't. I'm sure Finchie would try and tough it out another way if they didn't actually, you know, believe you could help them. But when the person that they trust uh, blows themselves up at the drop of a hat, uh, it's not a good feeling, you know? No, you're right. And, uh, you know, combined with the fact that, you know, if you die, uh, everyone dies for an unaccounted for, you know, amount of space and distance, considering the thing around your neck. Oof. Yeah, uh, let, let, let me ask you this, uh, Captain. How, wh what do you know about Kelimbor? What do I know about Kelimbor? Well, let me roll a dice and I'll tell you. <laughs> Damn. Roll me religion. Okay, let me see how much Jesus I'm aware of. <laughs> how much do you Jesus? How much Jesus does I do? Um, six. <laughs> Uh, it's a skeleton. I think the extent of your knowledge of Kelimvor is what you've heard from Finch. Yeah, that feels right. 
which is that they help people cross over and and whatnot. Right. Yeah, that makes sense because, like I've said before, I think Elias is not a very religious person. Right. Yeah. Well, uh, I mean, you're technically not wrong, but uh, Kelimvor was actually a human before he became a god. Oh, really? Oh, yeah. What a hell of a promotion. Well, uh, I mean, he died, and uh, <laughs> yeah. Well, the thing about Kelimvor is that all the other deities, like uh, you know, Miracle and uh, Siric and stuff like that. They look at death as supposed to be this big, uh, unknowable, terrifying thing. Like, you know, I'm sure you know there's plenty of people out there afraid of death. Oh, sure. But uh, the thing about Kelimvor is that Kelimvor always treated death as the natural end to life. And uh, he truly respected death. It's something that's supposed to be, you know, a peaceful and almost beautiful thing. But conversely, because of his respect for death, he respected life that much more. So when you go around endangering yourself like that, everything that Finchie believes in the tenets of Kelimvor and the sanctity of both life and death, you kind of put them in a really weird spot because, yeah, death is the natural end to life, and one day we're all going to die, or you're all going to die. I'm already dead. Maha. But uh, at the same time, you blowing yourself up is not the natural end that uh, I think is in the cards for you. Uh, you get what I'm saying? I kind of always thought that's how I was going to go, but no, that makes sense. Well, well, whether, Maybe not blowing my own ass up, but, you know, I'm a pirate. Right. The point I'm trying to make is we all have our time, but you shouldn't rush towards yours. You got stuff to do, and you got people here who care about you. Right. Well, yeah, of course. And when you treat death so cavalierly it's a little awkward i think for finchie because death is as sacred as life you get what i'm saying yeah no that that does make a lot of sense i guess if i were to sum it up captain mm. you don't want as ignominious a death as uh blowing yourself up right you want something that's worth it for you you know what i'm saying something that shuts the book on your life in a way that's satisfying. Huh. And blowing yourself up to take out some random mook, that ain't it. <laughs> that does kind of sound shitty when you put it that way, don't it? Yeah. <sighs> so, blaze of glory, but maybe not a blaze of my own making. Got it. Yeah. You know, if it fits you, I think at the end of the day, that's what would make Finchie the happiest, is that you went out your proper way. Not in a stupid way. <laughs> I mean, stupid and proper for me kind of go hand in hand. That's a joke. But no, I know what you mean. Yeah. So just uh, when Finchie chews you out, uh, try and keep that in mind. They're, they're doing it because they care about you, Captain. Right, well... They care about your, the story of your life, and they care about the story of your death. Oh, that's so beautiful. <laughs> out of character... Kiwi, is this, is, is, does this sound accurate? This sounds very accurate. It's a little spooky. Okay, I love I just, it. I love it. I just want to make sure that I'm on the right page here. Yeah, you're, you're you got it. <laughs> okay. You're reading the book that I haven't written down yet. <laughs> hey, I don't need to write it down now. Perfect. Woo! Yeah. So, you know, honestly, I think that if, if this is okay with you, Rio, I think that's a nice place to end that little scene. That was good. Yeah. Yeah. 
Oh, so. Hilhelm's a good bean. <laughs> I knew I was going somewhere with it. I just had to get to that spot. That was sick. So, yeah. All right. So, Kiwi, I do know you had something that you wanted to do before we get into that. Do we get into? Does anyone else have anything they want to do? Oh. Not that I can think of now. Okay. So I'm going to say probably that first day goes by. You know, progress is smooth. You know, nothing is gone catastrophically wrong. You know, mood is still updating. So go ahead and take it away, Kiwi. Okay. Well, at some point after Finch and Ao finish playing cards, Finch will head back to their cabin because there's something they've been wanting to do for a little while. And now seems like as good a time as they need to do it because, hey, they're stuck. Woo! Woo, stuck. Very stuck. Yeah. So uh, they got this book from the Sunhold heist that they haven't really had a chance to look at yet. Yes. So now seems like a good time to look at it. So they go back to the room and they take the Tome of Dogmatic Method off of their shelf. They sit down, they open it up, and they start reading it. So when you open it up, the words are kind of jumbled and moving about the page and whatnot, shifting between your known languages and, and everything like that. So as you flip through the pages, idly looking for anything that might leap out at you, if you recall... When you first found this book, it said that it knew of a way to find Kelimbor. Oh, yes. They remember that. Yes. So the first thing that makes any type of sense is a name. The name is Anzer Mer. And then the words kind of shift again a little bit. And it says, seek out Anzer Mer. Huh. Right. And as you continue to flip through the pages to see if anything else pops up, you find some information about Anzer Mare. Now, as a priest of Kelimvor, you do know that Kelimvor does have holy grounds throughout the universe. Mm -hmm. So worshippers of Kelimvor would often gather at these holy grounds when loved ones passed in order to help usher them to pass on properly. Okay. Okay, so, you know, some rituals would be performed, and it's meant to guide the deceased on their way. Celebrate their life, celebrate the fact that they have entered death, and that a new journey awaits them. And that these holy grounds are meant for that express purpose. So a lot of times it's for either people with a, a major following, or maybe very large families and whatnot, they'll make the pilgrimage, things like that. Anzer Mare is described in this book as one of the lost holy grounds of Kelimbor. And beyond that, there is the instructions for a, um, I'm sorry, not the instructions for a ritual, a list of items that they will need for the ritual. The ritual is not there. But the things that you are going to need, uh, and so this ritual is said to be able to summon Kelimbor. Oh, that seems sus. It does, doesn't it? it? Does yeah. I think Finch is gonna like they'll linger on that because that's um mm, you don't summon your god. You wait for them to you know come by and say hi. Right. Summon a demon. I could. You could summon a demon, but the <laughs> things that are listed as the components for this this ritual are a holy symbol of Mistra. So. Do me a favor, roll religion with advantage because Kelimbor is your is your deity. Okay. Yeah, that's a dirty 20 on religion. Okay. So 
Mistra, you do know as in life, in Kelimvor's life, Mistra was Kelimvor's lover. Okay. So this being uh, necessary for the ritual does track. The other thing you need is a panther's eye, which is a smooth, lustrous, semi-opaque gem that is deep purple with silver speckled bands. And then you need a soul that has not properly passed on. Um, mm-hmm. Oh, good, we have one. Does the book say what happens to that soul? It does not. Right now it just says that this is what you'll need. Okay. That's all that's appearing. Well, I mean, I think Finch will bookmark that, but... Like I said, that just doesn't seem quite right. Right. So they'll keep it in the back of their mind. Um, but that is obviously not going to be at the top of their list of shit to do. Yes. But hey, you come across that stuff, you could start gathering the things. Yeah, well, I mean, I already have one of those things. Not that they're hey. going to use that. Waka waka. Need to find a rock and a holy symbol. Waka waka. Why is he fucking Fozzy <laughs> Bear? I don't know. He's bored. Uh. <laughs> <laughs> okay. All right, so, um, so we will jump ahead now to the end of the reboot process. Oh boy! So yeah, so out of out of curiosity, are you guys gonna just be waiting around for the reboot process to end? Yeah, pretty much. Yeah, yeah, I think so. It's taken two days. I was gonna, well, I was gonna say like, are you waiting like you know the ball dropping on New Year's Eve, watching the countdown? Yeah, we've got like we've got <laughs> snacks, we've got drinks. <laughs> It looks like we're throwing a little party in the bridge. I'm wearing yeah. a pair of those, like, 3D glasses. <laughs> Where did you get those? I stole them. <laughs> <laughs> stole them, eats popcorn. Yeah, I stole them. <laughs> so, the countdown finishes, and you hear the... As the engines start to power up again, the lights come on, the bridge is fully lit, and you hear the engines roar to life again, and you continue on the plotted course. Hell yeah, the bridge is lit. <laughs> of course it is. We're all here. Yeah. And uh, I, uh, I think from behind you, like at the entrance to the bridge, you hear, oh, hello, everyone. Moot, are you all right? And when you turn, you'll notice that Moot is still that sort of opaque hologram, but their face has more defined features. They have a stronger jawline, um, more masculine uh very nice cheekbones, I, I, I should add. No. When they talk, you actually see their mouth, like their lips moving. Creepy. And they have eyes now. Ew. And their eyes are, their pupils are golden. Okay. Hmm. Mm. Mm. Hey, you got hot! <laughs> <laughs> and uh, Moot kind of looks down at, at themselves and they go, uh, No, my core temperature is nominal. That's not what I meant, but that's fine. And if you'll notice, in the inflection in his voice has gotten a little less, a uh, little less monotonous. Oh, yeah, good. And he looks around and says, "Oh, I did not expect you all to be awaiting. Um, I apologize for what likely happened. I believe I was shut down." Yup. Two days, about forty-eight hours. Oh. Oh, oh dear. I'm very sorry. I didn't think it would take that long. Eh, puberty's a hell of a thing. I hope you're all alright. No, we're all dead. No, we're not. No harm, no foul. That is a funny joke, Captain. I got that. <laughs> <laughs> ah, you're the best. Well, at least someone thinks you're funny. Wow. Wilhelm thinks I'm funny. I think 
moves, leans over to Finch and just quietly says, I was being polite. It was not very funny. <laughs> Can Celia still hear that? Uh, yes. Celia's <laughs> is not offended. He wasn't trying to be funny. I think Finch responds, well, Boot, you are a kinder person than I am. Good on you. So, good news. I have successfully integrated with the scope. That's fantastic. Fabulous. When you say it like that, it makes me think there might be bad news. I hope there isn't. Oh, no, there is no bad news. Not to my knowledge. Oh, well, all right, good. Yes, that was much less painful. No sudden traumatic memories this time? No, actually, not that I can recall. Okay, that's good, that's good. Nothing left to mind. It was smooth sailing. Can I roll insight on Moot? You can. I want to know if Moot's sure. full of I shit. I would also like to roll insight on my, my good, good friend Moot. Uh, it's um, 21. 11. So. 14. 23. Woo-woo. You have all managed to succeed your insight checks because I rolled like dog shit. Yeah. So... There's a 50-50 chance that Moot saw some memory, but they're not ready to divulge it, but they're not freaking out or screaming in pain. That's good. Progress. So they're likely trying to process whatever it is that they saw if they did, in fact, see anything. Oh, that's right. Someone taught the fucking computer how to look at the internet and learn how to lie. Yep. Yep, I did. You son of a bitch. (laughs) (laughs) Also, in terms of addressing personal trauma... They're learning from watching you all. Yeah. Yeah, that's not all on Finch. That's all my fault. And your fault. And everyone else's fault, too. None of you healthily deal with trauma, so Moot's just like, oh, it's perfectly acceptable to keep everything inside. Yeah. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So... It's our boy. Did you figure out any new functions? Like, you you were able to do that charge last time. Oh! Give me the patch notes. Yes, in fact, there is something that I could do now that I could not do before. Okay. Yes. What is it? I'm getting my notes so I can actually just read it to you. I can shut off all the oxygen and kill you right now. <laughs> I mean, I wouldn't okay. be surprised. <laughs> Adventure over. Good game, everybody. Yeah, but Moot likes you. Okay, so, so Moot says, well, whenever we do battle in space, I can scan the enemy for structural weaknesses. Ooh, I like that one. That's incredibly useful. So, out of character, mechanics-wise, you have unlocked the skill Analyze. Analyze takes one full turn and scans the enemy for structural weaknesses. The next attack is a guaranteed crit. Ooh, shit. Ooh. But it can only be used once per ship battle. That's still pretty good. All right. Pretty good. And uh, after they relay that information, Moot says... I look forward to being able to be of greater assistance in the fights to come. Well, I hope we don't have too many. There will be plenty. I am well acquainted with this crew. (laughs) (laughs) I'm afraid you're correct. He's not wrong. Uh, They learn fast. And they say that with a very pleased smile. Aw, precious. That you can actually see now. Mute's like a beautiful person now. Creepy. They were always beautiful. What are you talking about? But like with a jaw and stuff. Well, Captain, I, don't fuck yes, the ship. Yes, are you attracted to that jaw? Yes, um, please don't fuck the ship. I won't. That's <laughs> weird. That's a strange thing to say. Creepy. Weird. Weird and creepy. I will jettison you out of the airlock. See, that's what'll happen if that happens. Stranger right. danger. Good to, good to know. I'm not a stranger. So, actually, 
on the subject of inevitable combat, we've been in the same spot for well, been two days now. Like- is there anyone that's been approaching that we aren't aware of? That is inaccurate. You've been floating aimlessly. Yeah. But you've still been moving. Straight that's- forward. The way that we were being propelled. Space. We still haven't been able to check the sensors. Correct. Allow me. And they will do a quick scan and they will say, nothing in our immediate proximity. Oh, good. Oh, thank goodness. I was so sure you were going to just be like, the NMNT authority is here. Oh, kidding. Here they come. No, I'm kidding. Oh, no. <laughs> <laughs> they were hiding behind that asteroid. That's an asteroid. All right, then onward. Let's double check your course and uh, adjust where we need to. Yeah, that. So your course is still entered in. And I think we will end the session with uh, you guys approaching Chandron. Woohoo! Yay! And I'll get into everything with Chandron next week. Sounds good. Yeah. All right. Woo! Woo! Do 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 do.